Welcome, everybody, to a Delco Nerd Network podcast. I am your host, Anthony Rigucci, and here with a few friends in the Delaware County area, we get in a basement and we talk about a certain topic. Today's topic is, of course, DNN's Game of the Year. It's January, our favorite time of the year. We get to look back and see what were our favorite games of the past year. Here to discuss, as always, the triple threat, Chris Trio. Gooch, I'm happy to see you. I'm happy to be here. I'm actually genuinely excited. Not that I'm not ever not genuinely excited to talk about this year in gaming. Yeah. Because uh, it's been a hell of a one. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. probably the best one of my life. I think I can say that <laughs> even so far. Like genuinely. But we'll get there. Gooch, how are you doing? Doing well. Doing well. Um, things are starting to slow down. I'm less busy. There you go. We're doing less with the podcast a little bit, which isn't necessarily You got a slick a haircut. Thing. Looks great. I got a haircut. Yeah. Um, uh yeah i i guess that that's kind of it uh <laughs> life's trucking on i mean it's january already man it's wild it's the end of january yeah. well, and we're yeah. doing this a little bit later than usual but not that that really matters i think it was just kind of the way it fell and, and stuff but you know before we jump into what we've been playing doing watching that sort of thing um let's do a little bit of recap a little year DNN, in review. Uh, 2023 you know yeah I was love uh it. our best year of the podcast and what, what metrics? In terms of views, numbers, um, I don't think growth per se, sure. but like o- overall, like our our numbers for watches is higher than it's ever been. Definitely, um, we did fifteen game reviews last year, six shows, ten movies. Uh, for uh, re threes, we did The Wolf Among Us and Metal Gear Solid Three. Uh, and for the rewind reviews, we only did Chris Nolan and the Christmas favorites. I could have sworn there was another one in there. I feel like we were trying to sneak it in, but like I think it was just so kind of packed this year. Well, we did want to do the Mario one, and Dune would have been also there. So those are two that were were missing that would have been there. But yeah, it does feel like we we did more. Yeah, enough. Yeah, but like uh, you know, I was looking at the metrics for like uh, the last year and one of our best podcasts. Um, like the Flash is our most watched podcast, which is interesting. Even so, it's beating Journey to the Center of the Earth now. Um, because I actually, thought Journey I has don't. like sixty five hundred for some reason. No, I think you're right. So it must be number two. Yeah. Um, but it was number one for this year. I think because it, Journey to the Center of the Earth has been up for a few years. That's right. I th- so that's saying how many people watch Journey to the Center of the Earth this, this year. year? I see. Right. What do you? What? Do you, please write in if you've watched that and you're like, and that's how you found us. Because I'd be honestly curious. We have so many watches on that for some reason, just comparatively, yeah, especially to everything really we've done. Make a lot of sense. I think it's because there's a lack of Journey to the Center of the Earth content out there, and it's a Fraser movie, but uh, it's yeah, just so funny. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's always been our assumption. Absolutely. Um, we got in front of the Fraser clout. Absolutely. Um, Hogwarts Legacy did really well. John Wick Chapter 4, Dial of Destiny, um, Last of Us Season 1, Quantumania. Um, that was like our only good Marvel that like hit above Review. 100 probably. Um I think I have said this before on other podcasts but I'll I'll say it again. Marvel content is just absolutely down overall. Uh most of our Marvel podcast reviews do not do like super well and it's kind of like shitty 
uh, in a way, because it's like, like we didn't do what if, but like we'll cover like the big stuff. We're going to cover the movies. See, I will say, um, like, I think specifically overall, you're definitely right. And I think you're seeing that in metrics of like major YouTube channels. I think comparatively to like what our numbers usually do on those. I really don't think it's that much lower than like it normally I, I've is. I've noticed some kind of get higher than uh, some have gotten higher than others. Like, I feel like they usually hovered between the 50 and 100 mark, depending on what, you know, we were we were doing. But I think that's 100 percent true just in, in general. Uh but still, interesting stuff. I, I do love laying out all these me- uh, these metrics. Yeah, and then uh, I'm guess I'm going in order from view count um, for oh, this, this. Year, yeah. or uh, watch view. Yeah, view yeah. count. Mm-hmm. Um, then we had the game preservation one with Dustin that did really well. Uh, our Final Fantasy 16 review, Tears of the Kingdom, our panel, and then Super Mario Brothers. Um, so that was like that's like. I skipped a few because some of them are 2022, but like right. Way of the Water and Ragnarok were in there, but they were like at the literal end, end of, of the year. Yeah. So I guess some of the views kind of carried over. But our, our Ragnarok one has actually been steady going up. Same with the the Way of Water, um, or not Way of the Water. Way, way of water. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, one is so confusing. Yeah, the way yeah. of, I feel yeah, like we I'm said like, it like I know, eight different I know ways. I said it with the Way of the Water, <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean... One of our biggest things last year was uh, too many games. Uh, hopefully, we'll, we'll be uh, returning this year again and doing Absolutely. another panel. Um, we'll definitely be submitting to that. Um, Dustin coming on was awesome. I got yeah, a big yeah, shout Dustin, out on that. Like, Dustin that was, coming on was awesome. It was a weir- and I think we said about this before. It was a weirdly surreal moment in the way of like that's a podcast we watch all the time, and then mm-hmm. to have him on screen talking to us while we're talking, I was like, yeah, this feels yeah. Weird. And it, was, him, it was very him cool. Also very cool being at the, the the too many games that was awesome. Was really yeah. cool. So big shout out to Dustin Furman of Last Stand Media. We appreciate sure. his uh, friend of the showness. Uh, Absolutely, <laughs> there in a few different ways, and another um, friend of the show. Emma? Yeah. I yeah, thought, yeah, yeah. Emma, we got Emma on for the first time this year. We kind of did uh, an episode in August kind of highlighting her. Um, so there there are two, like, bigger guests, I guess, for 2023. And then she came on and did the uh, Christmas Favorites uh, Rewind Review, which was fun. Absolutely. Um, um, hopefully we'll, we'll get her on again at some point in time. Um, but, yeah, it was, Emma's a blast to get on here. And I'm, 100%. I'm, I'm glad we could give her a little bit of a platform. Uh you know, to kind of like advertise her business because she did make the table. Her links are always in the description of every podcast because of that. Um, so feel free to recruit her efforts, especially now the holidays are done. I'm sure she um, has some more availability. Hundred percent, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Now. Um, yeah, and I mean, speaking of Emma, we did have uh, our two first female guests on, not. It, well, in person, we've had a few um, females before virtually, um, right. but Emma, as well as Jess Sharnagle, uh, who came on for Final Fantasy 16, you know, that was... Yeah, shout uh, out to Jess. I didn't even realize... It's so funny how the year blends together. Was, it's like, that's this year. Yeah, yeah. Jess should be coming back on for Rebirth as awesome. well, so that'll be fun. I don't know when we're going to get to to that, um, since, it's a, you know, FF7 Rebirth is like a meaty RPG. Who right. knows when we'll get to that. Um, that's coming out at the end of February. Um, so it, yeah, that was cool. I mean, that was something we've always talked about and it was just like, okay, like we, our female our guest pool is pool only so large is, is, is not huge. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like, all right, I will, you know, if I ha- see an opportunity, uh, uh, you know, I've kind of gone for them. There, there was, uh, something, you know, in the similar vein where we were like eyeing uh, a female guest to come on, but it just didn't really work out. And it was like, right. shit, it was, it was going to be like earlier than actually those two. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's nice that we can get some, 
female representation on, especially with games and just being uh, in games journalism. That's right. also is she still working for the cool same site? Too. Yeah, she's still working for Fanbyte. She's still awesome. on their Final Fantasy uh, fourteen team. I forget her title, content manager. Sure, I think something like that. Um, but yeah, yeah, twenty twenty three was great. Um, Fan Expo, by the way, this is a new, I think that's in May this year. I mean, did you want to try to submit a panel for that? We could, yeah. It's is like that the other? That's May. the other one that we got called for on in the last like week or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I'm no, like, I mean, I'm not? still kind of like sitting on the same thing. I'm like, if we submit a panel and they do the same thing we're and not, they tell us a week ahead, yeah, it's like, and I think we had to buy badges for that too. Oh, which was which is silly. I'm yeah, like, you're gonna make silly. us. You're you're, you're gonna give us like, a week notice telling us to buy badges and then just being like, I mean, like I idea. went to that con, sure. But like I I went for one day. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I like, yeah. Yeah. One I'd love to do next year. I don't know to... what we'd submit from, but too many games is planned already, right? No, Perhaps. absolutely. And I mean, we'll <laughs> definitely be at what's at, uh, what's too, yeah, that's what you were just talking about, too many games or, or Fan Expo? We'll be at both. We'll hopefully be at both, regardless, uh, yeah. But I was talking about both. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I, I was yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then even I was, you know, Dave DeGuessing, he was telling me um, yeah. about, he got, he went to PAX Unplugged this year. Yeah, I would yeah, actually, I think he was talking we should get a crowd next year and go together. I, you know, I, I always know PAX Unplugged is kind of around. Yeah. I've always known about I, it. I'd be um, curious to it, check it out for like a day like or two. Like, if somebody was like, hey, Gooch, do you want to go to PAX Unplugged? I'd probably be like, yeah, but it's just like, I, I it's always fall. it's in December. Right. And it's always, did he go? Yeah, he did. I oh, think okay. they went for a day or two. Yeah, like it always falls in like a weird time frame. Mm-hmm. It's like really like not in convention season. Right. So I've always been like, yeah, it's like December. It's it's a busy time for a lot of people. Um, one of my coworkers goes and she mentions it to me. Well, a few of my coworkers have gone and mentioned it to me. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, again, I'm not like super into tabletop. I guess we've gotten into D&D more Definitely. over the years. Yeah. But yeah, maybe it is worth the day trip. Even just to like, you know, maybe go get a cool thing of dice. Just see some random, maybe minifigs and stuff like that. I think it would be cool to check out. Especially, you know, price depending if it's not too wild. But uh, <laughs> And then they just announced Last Stand Live 300, which we'll definitely, I assume, will be attending. Right, uh, yeah, but so yeah, it's nothing to do with us. No, it's just no, <laughs> it's just, just it's go. all these live events, and then we got yeah, it, it's wild how many how much stuff is kind of happening this year. But we will definitely, I will be there also this year at yeah, too many I'll, games. I'll, so yeah, yeah, you would my first appearance. Yeah, yeah, um, I'll, yeah, I'll look into Fan Expo, see what's going on. I'm not even sure what I want to do. Sounds good, man. I haven't even thought about it because I like we could still technically do that Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League. Uh, one member fall of Rocksteady Games now, <laughs> or like the um, talking about like, like the Marvel live services, game, yeah. Marvel and DC games being like live service because there's a few of them. Um, that was like our original topic, and I guess we could technically still do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think either of us are planning on getting Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League trio. Really, you really like initially like kind of like. I kind of like like woke me up a little bit, like shine the flashlight in my eyes because I was like, yeah, I'll get scooch, it. It's like, you know, it's Kevin Conroy's last game. It's it's DC, so like I'm all automatically sort of drawn to the to the game. I mean, I'm right but there with like, you. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I I still haven't looked into that first round of uh. Would like the, the reviews the, or the, the, not the, the reviews but the like previews the, sorry the previews they had like a play test or something like an alpha or beta pre preview i guess beta at this point anytime you feel the need to show this much of your game before you're putting it out tells them like I, I, you know what i and i heard them say this on uh sacred symbols the other day i think chris said it and i, I do agree like i hope it's a guardian situation i do hope it's like one of these things that i'm missing something and like maybe it's gonna come out and like everyone's was, like yeah. this could but like I don't know why this just looks so disconnected and we'll talk about it 
in my biggest disappointments of this year. Uh, yeah, you you, but, you, yeah, had, you had an interesting approach with that yeah. one. I'm like, I'll let him. He's, I'll, he's on the podcast. You'll see. How I didn't I, let I didn't let Ryden slide on that. I let I'll let you slide on that. Though. <laughs> like yeah, I guess because what it, it was like biggest like I guess mine wouldn't be the game. It was the reveal of the game. But we'll get into you're that. right, yeah. right, right, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, guys. Um, the last thing I wanted to talk about in terms of you know talking about the podcast how we did last year was. Uh, like our goals for 2024 with the podcast, because I guess we're going to, you know, we're always looking to grow and, and expand and it's the ultimate goal. Uh, I think we have a nice cadence with shows and what we're doing here that like, we're probably not going to change that Absolutely. Uh, per se. Um, but, um, my goals for 2024, um, and I asked Trio to do the same, be like, Hey, like what, what do you want for the podcast? So I was like, not even, not even us talking about it and having yeah, like, sure. a shared goal, yeah. but like what do individually, what us, what I want us to see, um, so for me, it's more engagement in terms of comments on YouTube videos and reviews on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So if you're watching this podcast, dude, like I don't care what you have to say. I appreciate if you have anything to say. If you want to just say good job, great Absolutely. video, yeah. awesome. If you want to, you know, comment on what we're talking about, great. You want to tell us how much you love the podcast, great. Do that in the reviews. Give us the five stars. If you have Spotify on mobile, go watch a podcast on there. Then give us the five stars. Give us the four. Give us the three. Just don't. Probably two or below. I w- I would say don't do. But uh, but that's you know, yeah, Give you us know, give I, us give us the honest thoughts. We like the honest thoughts, but lean toward the five stars. Um, give us but, whatever star you deem worthy. But uh, th- an engagement's hard. I think we like. I like our numbers, and I think like if we get the engagement up, I think it's what we need. And in, and in turn, that also goes. Well, that I, gets I, us into the algorithm, right, and stuff too. The right, more comments I, we have, and I everything. would like to see the Discord grow. I I love our little community. Um, obviously, like with any Discord, and I don't think you're in a ton of Discord, so maybe you wouldn't know this, but like there are always more lurkers than of there course, are, are people who participants, are uh, engaging. Yeah. And I do appreciate. All those guys in our Discord, uh, Dilly, Fred, Colin, oh, Penza, yeah. um, just to name a few. Uh, Con- Chris, who, Connor. Yeah, you know, who yeah. are constantly engaging in the Discord and posting links and, you know, chatting about whatever the fuck, because that's really what it's about. It's just about, the you know, the community and, you know, I try to be super engaging and I know we're a small podcast and I can easily do that. Sure. Um, it's definitely easier I, for us. I don't, I'm not in communities where hosts interact with their community Discords like that much. Um, so like, I, you know, I'm, I don't, <laughs> I would always hope to continue to do that. Uh, like, you know, realistically. And I, or I guess like, In assuming we're not gonna, yeah. like, like, become assuming like we don't biggest, pop off. <laughs> right. Right. That's like the thing. I was like, yeah. I would always still want to be myself. Cause I, you know, I do enjoy starting conversations and having discussions and, and whatnot. So that would be my goals. Uh, Absolutely. Tria, what, what do you think of for 2024? What is your, what do you want? What do you want from this? What do I want? What do I want? I want us (laughs) to really try to get those kind of odd reviews that we are missing. And I'll even go back to something like I think, uh, you know, Mayor of Easttown. I remember we went back and forth on that when that came out. Yeah, you were. I was like, I don't know. This feels out of our wheelhouse. I I do think, thinking back, you know, maybe we do need to expand a little. Not even expand. Like, I want to start making sure we get those reviews, like I mentioned in the group chat, like Mission Impossible. Like I'm kind of sad we missed that. Yeah. Or or even yeah. like a. Uh, well, we. I mean, we and, didn't and, you know, miss it. We chose not to. Review that's it. what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like, I think like there are, like movies like that, for instance, or like I'm tr- even like a Top Gun. Of course, we wanted to do that. Back. That's a far back example. But like, yeah, of course, yeah. we wanted to do that, but we just couldn't find the time. 
it's like certain things like that. And even like I was talking about Percy Jackson. I understand not really like you have no connection to it. I don't, don't yeah, really want to watch I think, it. I, I think like my only uh, like I love I, I love it and I and I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, my only thing would be like I ho- I wish we could like I don't want to be caught in the the show is out and you go yo we should review no this, absolutely that caused me to go eh. uh, yeah no I know it's you know, it's definitely because we like, were you like hey X is coming out especially TV we're. Not that I want to do less Marvel, but we need like what Trio's saying. We yeah, need we to need to branch more. out. Yeah, we need to branch out into doing like a mayor of Easttown thing. If something is related to the area, we are the Delco Under Network. We should probably fucking cover something that was filmed. It wasn't about in Delco. Our area. Yeah, it was sure. filmed here. Oh, it wasn't filmed in Delco though. Mayor of Easttown. Yeah. Yes, it was. It was in no. It's Downingtown Delco. Well, the area. Yeah, but no. it's the Philadelphia area. <laughs> yeah, it's it's supposed to be in Delco. No, they, oh, oh, is it supposed to be in Delco? It or? is, yeah. Oh, I thought it, it was East supposed Town to be. Is like a is like a is like a media Conchahawk and hybrid. Gotcha. I thought it was just supposed to be. No, it's no. Coatesville. It was filmed in Coatesville. That's because that's. I it's mean, where it's from all over this area. Well, no, I mean, it was mainly. It was when my dad worked as a city manager there. He they mostly filmed like they redid the whole like uh, gym in the in the high school for it and things like that. But um, yeah, so that's that's kind of where I'm at in the way of like. Uh, and I think that you, that's a good point, and you're right. I think Percy Jackson, one of the, I guess that was one that I like, I didn't see coming, and they are only like half an hour episodes. I'm like, I'm actually really enjoying this. Maybe I'll poke the yeah, bear. About yeah, yeah. I mean, like, then, I knew about it, but like, I, I did ne- you watch those movies at all? It's completely no. missed me too. No, uh, my girlfriend I, like filleted me. She's like, How have you not seen these? I'm like, I, I, I know no about it. Yeah, and I, but you know what? Like when I saw, them, I'm like, Yeah, kids thing. Sure, you and know? I will say, like, it like, doesn't, I like just didn't. I, I don't really care about no, that. No, and that that's understandable. Series at all. So and I like I know like you know friends of the show Casey and Penza you know they're they're readers yeah and they 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 watched it who knows maybe they'll hear a reach out soon in some way uh but who knows? yeah 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 so th- that's kind of I think where I'm at in the way of like what I'd like to to achieve because you know I think we got good ones like I'm glad we did indie indie last year and uh, you know John Wick I'm happy we did those more kind of you know outside <laughs> the the colloquial and I think with ev- all of those reviews we actually were like on it months before yeah we're like we want to do this but there are always like like percy jackson was literally like two days or yesterday i think you were like would you want to review this just because yeah i've been we'll review it but like i don't know if i really want to watch yeah that's on it and i get that i I guess that's on me but it maybe if if, you know not saying that you need to do this but like even on my end if we go okay like hey this show's coming out like halo season two Maybe yeah. we could talk about it right now. Yeah. It's like you you said you weren't going to watch it. I'm I'm so I'm I, I'm that definitely was, that was watch a quick it. that that was a like You're mad. I was I was and I was like the comments about it's that part of me just yeah like that that whole thing I'm just like are you guys mentally challenged like there are certain things like <laughs> I'm sorry but like it's like the Suicide Squad kills the Justice League I'm like how do you read this situation I mean so incredibly right. like I, off I, I, you I, know I, what I, I mean I don't think the the comment was. Too outrageous. What was his comment? What was the comment? Uh, um, because the I feel like there was scene wasn't wasn't necessary. No, I, so the, I don't the, think that the was the helmet thing. Yeah, the helmet thing was the one that I think I really and got I was annoyed like, at. I was like, let's. I'm like, let me ask an actor who I have like connections with, Tommy Earl Jenkins on Twitter, and he follows me and stuff. And I'm like, you played a mass character in a game yeah. that is like very narrative focused. Do you feel like that hindered you? And he was like, no. I'm like, if anything, it probably tells you like the willingness of the actor. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, yeah. Like not being able to convey that. I'm like, look at all the mask car- Mandalorian. Uh, I mean, Die Hardman in Death Stranding wears a mask. Dread. I, w- I would love to talk to Tommy Earl Jenkins about like, wh- how do you, like, 
Let's talk about that. The yeah. mass protagonist. It, it, it seems to be happening a lot. No, it is. Um, well, and I and think, I, and I think like what we've seen, and maybe Dread's a little bit different, but like it works. You can do a mass protagonist, and it, and you still be able to connect to the character. But when you're, when Master Chief is always helmed, uh, and taking it off is like so out of character. It just doesn't even feel like they're the same character to me. Like yeah. they feel so yeah, disconnected. They're not the same. And I, I do get like back in the I don't know the, the aughts and stuff. I get it. You know. No one was like, I don't want to cover my face. This hasn't even been tested, blah, 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 blah. I really do think Dread is one of the first like major releases I can remember where they really did commit to it. And he just has, I know you can see his scowl the whole time, but I mean, 90, <laughs> yeah, you, you don't know face. that's Carl Urban unless you know his voice and you know, like, right. you know, and I, I don't know. It just seems so stupid. And no, the sex scene comment just seemed like something the producers were like, yeah, go out and say that. Because that'll that'll help us. Like that'll get get some goodwill with the fans for us. I don't right. know. It just felt like. Very, so, uh, so are you gonna watch it or no? We'll see. I will see. I'm late. A few I guess weeks? I, not that I'm, far. I, like maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'll give it the chance. Because like this is actually even like I've been adamant with Suicide Squad. I'm like I've been very critical of it. Should we? Should I play it? Because I've been critical of it to say that I've at least tried it, but I don't want to give them seventy dollars to try and play that. I, I you mean, know what I, I mean? I think if we both commit to be like, we need to wait for the reviews and then kind of approach it together, All like right. like instead of like one playing, one not. Because I guess we're both not getting it right now. No. And if the reviews are five, six, four, you know, whatever yeah. IGN. I'm probably not going to get it, no. and it seems like that's what's going to happen. I'm confident it'll get a seven. Genuinely, because I think like it's probably it's wild, it's wild that like never mind. I know you know we'll actually we'll get into uh, we'll get into it as that thing comes down, but it's just it is wild. I, I don't no, know. No, I was just gonna what I was gonna say was like like look at Starfield with a seven. Like is a Suicide Squad killed the Justice League seven and uh, a Starfield seven the same thing? Yeah, like like I would almost say no. Like obviously they're not. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like I, I don't know. It's just. It's such a sad story. We'll get into it with my disappointments. I don't even want to. But um, yeah, yeah, we should. I mean, like, you know, another one I think we missed was Gran Turismo. It's a video game movie. It would have been cool to review it, even though we both don't play Gran Turismo. Sure. And yeah. aren't racing guys. Like, it would have been probably a good movie to come in and be like, all right. It's yeah, a like, video maybe game. we should make the effort. Yeah, I yeah. agree with that. I mean, that one was kind of weird, too. Summer was busy for both of us. Uh, especially the end of the summer, and mm-hmm. that's when it came out. And I mean, like, I know we wanted to see the creator. That kind of fell off the wayside too. Again, a great example. Like something. Yeah, I, would, yeah. I mean, would... things are those things are still going to happen. Of course they um, will. Yeah. I but I think with like specifically shows, I think there we um, reviewing a more varied thing and non Marvel stuff. I think could only be good for us. I uh, know for sure. And yeah. uh, you know, we are the Delco Nerd Network, so you know, I we we definitely kind of picked our pocket when we started and you know we 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 were big marvel fans superhero fans and uh, we are still too obviously but right yeah i i think that that couldn't do any harm at all uh any anyways though Gooch, anything else on the on the old housekeeping side um well we're going to talk about what we've been playing doing yep. watching living dreaming dying yeah that thing um do me a favor, pull your your windscreen. It's a little down. It keeps falling. I'm showing your, your trousers oh. are are falling down on the mic. I and I pulled it up earlier. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I don't know. I think it just slides. I think it is just sliding. It's a little loose. And I do think you know I kind of pull it. I'll pull it down sometimes. So yeah. maybe when I do that, you know, it slides like that. 
Yeah. So that's probably pull, it. pull up those little undies. I'll be me. I'll be a little more careful. Your mic's body showing. <laughs> it's crack. It's, 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 it's crack. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little, it's it's little his, microphone his, crack. His, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. But man, it's been a while since we uh, have podcasted. We've done the monthly podcast. But and by the way, episode one hundred. I guess. To cap it off really quick before we go into that, I'm kind of surprised. We will be doing a 100th Delco Nerd Network podcast episode special. Celebration some, t- some kind. Do we, have I? I've talked to you about that, right? Not I, like specifically what we want to do. Oh, I have a I have a plan. Oh, okay. All right. Um, All right. Should I reveal that? No, let's let's save it. Uh, we'll, okay. we'll, we'll talk later about right. it. I'm yeah, curious. I was like, I was like, I have this cooked already. But no, I'm, no, like, yeah, I, I I don't, no I'm like, I don't think I've talked to you about it. So that'll be in March. Um, and we don't really know what we're doing for February yet, per se, for the monthly. No. Uh, we'll see. We'll get there. Um, but yeah, let's talk about the games, the things, the TV shows, the movies we're up to. I got a pretty extensive list, especially of games. How do you want to, do you want to flip-flop back and forth? Do we all want to go at once like we usually do? Um, I think we have, we do have some overlap. Sure, let's just, you go down your list, I'll chime in where I'm also playing. And right. then we'll go to me. All right. So first up, we're, we're I return to the world of uh, Cauldron Lake. Back in Alan Wake 2 for the final draft, the New Game Plus DLC that dropped. I, I did finish it. Um, free, right? That was totally free. free. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just an additional New Game Plus mm-hmm. um, that kind of uh, wraps up the story. Um, going off of the line, uh, it's not a loop. It's a spiral from the end of the game. Um, so, like, you know. This ending is the final draft of you know the game. If you if you play it Alan Wake two, you'll you'll get it. Um, and there were some not substantial changes, but like I feel like the changes that are there, they're easily noticeable. The menu page scripts are different. Some of them okay. you can kind of see where Alan Wake like. If you go to the manuscript page, you can kind of see the page and like things are crossed out. Right. Um, you can so you can see what pages have changed and what haven't. And then the the intro and the ending, the ending especially is different. Like very different. Yes. Okay. The it actually the ends. I see. It's like the true like really the true how, ending. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. But like, and there are some more uh, Easter eggs with Darling, mm. Doctor Darling from Control, but not a ton of. Like, I wouldn't say it's like, you need to jump back immediately. Right, right. right. Like, I, I did because I really liked the game. And I did find, like, it was a bit of a slog. The combat on the, uh, uh, like, going back, like, it's funny looking back at a review. Like, the combats, I think, It's super simple. We're just like, I don't even want to fight. I'm kind of just here for the narrative. Sure. And I was, like, and there's a new difficulty, which I played on. I forget, Nightmare. Yeah. Um, and I, so, and there's no new achievements, which kind of sucked. Sure. Um, but, you know, is what it is. Right. Um... I'm definitely um, going to check it out at some point. It's all, yeah, I, I wanted yeah. to give myself a little breathing room and, between them. And with this playthrough, I did all Saga, then all Alan. Oh, um, okay. So I just played it differently. It's, it is clearly meant to be played flip-flopping. It, like, yeah. Now that I played it like that, Saga, Saga's part is longer. Like her, it, she is the main character. Alan Wake's part. Alan Wake's parts take like four hours. Yeah. Like it's not long. Um, but it's very clear, like, now that I've played it like this, I'm like, yeah, if you played it like this on your first time, I think you kind of did a disservice. I think I did, mostly. I think I, like, played almost, I, I played a good, I was, like, good chunks. I switched back and forth, but I'm pretty sure I was pretty heavily ahead uh, with Saga, because I remember I was getting to the parts with Alan, and I was like, oh, this is where they were talking, and this is what he was saying during that. Oh, uh, 
But I, I do think that is still an interesting idea that they, they, they did put forth, just like kind of playing them as you will. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was cool to kind of like approach the campaign at a different angle. Nice. Um, but doing Alan Wake stuff all in a row was much better than like sagas. Right. I just found I'm like, oh, this is like really like drawn out. Um, and especially since I wasn't into the gameplay as much, I was kind of just like breezing through. Right, right. Darling, he plays Alan too, right? Doesn't he? Yep, he's yeah, the voice. he plays both. Yeah, yeah he okay. actually comments on it in one of the videos. He's like, "It sounds like me." He's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Yep." That did blow me away when he told. I was like, "Oh, I had no idea that that wasn't that guy's voice." It makes sense because I mean that's how they did it even back in the day with uh, Max Payne. Yeah, and right. uh, and just and other he, uh, companies like the, uh, Assassin's Creed. Like it's that a wasn't shame Desmond's he uh, voice. passed away. The voice actor for Max. Yeah, Payne. that does suck, so I wonder, man. I wonder how he was. Treat- he was only like. 50-something, right? He wasn't super old. I don't think so. Uh, it's a shame, yeah, because like, I, I wonder how that affects going forward, if they're going to use Alex Casey or not. Um, it does suck just because he's got such a like noticeable voice, like yeah. individual voice that it's, it's I mean, really But I guess to... the recasting with David Harewood instead of Lance Reddick ended up working out pretty True, well. True, but uh, that still confuses me. I don't. I've, I haven't seen. A, we've gone over this because, like, I don't get why they how they would have replaced him in the time that Lance Reddick died. Well, if you think about it, he has no game part of the game, so they just have to film it. I imagine the filming. I guess that makes was sense. Probably last. Well, like, or, or they not, could just the, re- not, the non-game engine portion. The filming of those real life parts. I imagine were last. I think that's a good possibility. I think it's also, if you're right, I didn't even think about him. He's not in the game whatsoever, like no. in the gameplay parts. No. Okay, that makes more sense to me, because then you could just go back and reshoot that like a movie. Like, all right, we right. got to go just reshoot this scene. We'll get him in for Lance Reddick. Okay, that makes more sense. Because if he was like in the full game, I'm like, how did they take him out and everything and redo? That's wild, but interesting. Yeah. Um, Phantom Liberty, uh, we both played and beat. Not going to go in depth if you would like us to go in depth you can check out our hot take um which is available now right i also played went back of course as i always do because they had achievements went back to fallout 76 i'm in ac baby let's gamble um I wish I wish this, I had anything. See, this feels like the bastard child you always have to go back to. It's like it's my weekend again with him. God damn like, it! Like yeah, I like dude. I like it. Does it? It seems to be doing like okay. I right? think there. I think it has its its niche player base, and it, and it's always going to be there. But like the content is like you don't really go to Atlantic City. Like the game adds these Atlantic City based. Like excursions, which are called not operations, or maybe they are called operations, daily ops and expeditions. Mm. And you basically like do a mission in Atlantic City, and there's two of them decoctions, right? Okay, yeah, no, expeditions, (laughs) yeah, expeditions. Um, and yeah, you do like a mission, and that's it, and you get rewards, and there's like new stuff. It's not like, like, I remember like when they first, like, the pit stuff was the same way. And when they first announced that, I think people were like, oh, we're going to go to the pit. You know, like before Fallout 3. Awesome. It's like, no, you're not really doing that. It's just taking you to like mission areas, right? That are mission areas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. It sounds like you just said missionary. Interesting. What did you say? It, you said mission areas, but it sounds like you said missionaries. Oh, yeah. <laughs> missionaries. Yeah. Uh, uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like an area and you go to it and like there were a few achievements. It took me literally two days to do all the stuff and, right. and be like, all right, see ya. That's that. Hopefully I don't have to come back, but you know, I might, I don't, I don't. Yeah. It's so funny that 
Fallout 76 is still kind of going. That's what I mean. I mean, they're releasing like, content. So, like, people must be playing they, But it. they they must be rapping down on it. Like they, they definitely are. Yeah. Um, but, like, the fact that they're still supporting it, I mean, I, I guess credit where it's due. They never gave up on it. No. Um, the story of Bethesda going forward is going to be interesting, especially with Indiana Jones. Right. Um, Todd Howard is is involved in more projects than he's ever been, right. which could have something to do with Bethesda's quality lately. Um, sure, uh, I've I've watched a lot of extensive content on Bethesda lately, um, and a lot of the developers, ex developers, people who worked on Skyrim and I guess went to work on early projects like Starfield, Indie, um, seventy six. That Todd was like almost like it seemed like he was. In too many places. These are ex-employees? Yes. Okay. Yeah, people who've left. Um, one of the... The Skyrim lead writer said that. Like what? He was just getting pulled around too much? Right. Well, that makes sense. So, I mean, because it, it did feel like he was only working on Skyrim back then. I mean, I mean, Indy is like, that's Bethesda, but that's machine games. But it seems like, like it, it, the, the incarnation of it... And I mean, we just saw it, um, you know, at the Xbox Direct. This is post... Uh, we're recording... What's today? 21st of uh, January. Yep. Uh, so, and, you know, he's in that direct and he talks about it. It's a Machine Games game, the Wolfenstein devs. Yeah. Um, but it, it seems like the the incarnation of the story to do this idea is from Todd Howard. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, like you know, how much is he involved? It's a, it's a good question to ask. Definitely. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really curious. I mean, Indy, Indy looks great. I'm, I'm very excited for that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, it's it is wild to me that Fallout has lasted this long, seventy six, just because of especially with that rocky launch. But I'm curious to see when they really kind of put it out to pasture and like, <laughs> what is like what is that team? That's, that's a good question. Like, what is it? I can't remember like who because that's not the main Bethesda team working on that. That's not like no. Bethesda Studios. No, I think it's a uh, awesome. <clears throat> so yeah, I, I don't know. I'm very cur- very curious. Yeah. What else? We've both been playing <clears throat> the Callisto Protocol, right. yeah. um, which is very ironic. It we is. We did not plan that. No, uh, it just kind of lined bo- up. We bo- like, you're playing through <laughs> Callisto for the first time. Right. Uh, I went back for the DLC, going back for some of the achievements, doing the modes. Why don't you start us off with that? How are you enjoying Callisto? Um, you know, we reviewed it. I'm not sure if you like even remember that. Conversation. I, I went back and like revisited a little bit, actually. And uh, the, the podcast. Yeah, I think yeah, you I, can, you know, check that out. I was actually listening to a few of them because it's so funny. I didn't realize that came out not last December, but the December before that. It's wild. I picked it up. It was on sale. I, I wanted to give it a shot. And listen, uh, it's it's definitely Dead Space inspired. It's much more cinematic than Dead Space was. Uh there are really interesting parts of it. I, I like how they kind of focused on the melee combat, but it does feel a little like flat in the way of how far it can go. The gunplay was interesting. The enemy types could have been a little bit more varied, but you know, for paying fifteen dollars for it, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I, I actually did. I, I I found it interesting. I thought the story was a bit hard to follow, but <laughs> yeah, it's, overall, it's a bit weird. Yeah, it is. Overall, I mean, I, I liked it. I, I I had fun with it. I. I, it wasn't as short as I was expecting, uh, but I did kind of take it a little bit at a time. I didn't like, you know, shotgun it. But overall, I enjoyed it. It, it. it kind of feels like the the first game. Obviously, it should in a series where like, okay, you could really bounce like off this and probably go somewhere pretty cool. 
but they're never going to be able to do that. I mean, because Craft and, like, That's is, what Dead Space does. Yeah, exactly. You and, know, Dead Space 1 and, like, where 2 and 3 eventually go, it's, like, ju- Dead Space 1 is the jumping off point. Yeah. Um, and, I, I don't know, just for $150 million, I think that do- that game costs, like, when I can get Control, and they apparently spent $60 million on that, that kind of does blow me away. And don't get me wrong, it looks, the game looks gorgeous. I was just going to say. It does. And, and at launch, they didn't have the performance uh, mode. Yeah. I played some, I played the final transmission and the riot mode um, in the 60 frames. And then when I went back for the hardcore difficulty, I played, sorry, other way, the fidelity for those two modes, the 60 frames for my replay. What What did you play on? Performance. Okay. So I, I didn't know that that was not at launch. So that's yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't definitely don't remember it being there. Yeah, um, I, I, you know, I didn't run into any like major bugs or anything. You know, I have played this game a year after. I mean, Craft and what's his name left that right? That studio is like basically shutting. Yeah, it's right? done. Yeah, yeah. Or, or striking, striking distance. distance. Craft and the publisher. The publisher, yeah, yeah. The, Which uh, you know, the South Korean developer. It just feels weird, publisher. like that they, I don't know, went certain ways with it, and like like PUBG universe. Well, what? but and apparently, what? like Why? it's so funny. I was listening to the the Last Stand guys talk about it, and there was like, there's really no links in that, and like it seems like maybe they took them out all the links, and that's why the the world feels a little bit barren. And like that's the other thing, you'd run into like. You know, in Dead Space, there's an extra room off to the side, and you go in there, and there's, you know, like a health pack or, you know, something. Something worth picking up in there. With Callisto, I felt like I was wandering in this room. I'm like, man, this room's, like, dingy and disgusting and detailed, and, like, I love the, the, the like, scene design. But, like, it's just, like, there's nothing in here. I don't know what I'm... I guess I'm in here to, like, look at it, and I'm like... Yeah, the, the implant buyers that you find from people are not... Like, there's really nothing to them. There's nothing like, anything... Cra- oh, yeah. like, I died! It <laughs> feels know, like... like, the, like yeah. that, that's what they are. It feels like they were trying to go for that, like, Bioshock type of environmental storytelling. Yeah, And yeah, they just yeah. really didn't nail it. Like, nah. unfortunately... Because I, I think it's kind of sucks, because I, I think there's some interesting ideas. I like how it's, like, the not-too-distant future, and, like, the, you know, they're mining Callisto, and, like, the idea of them finding the alien and the having the, the colony there first. There's some interesting ideas, and I think I, I, I could dig seeing more in that, and I could... I, I'd be interested to see them expand upon the gameplay elements that they put in this, but they just spent too much time in the wrong places, it seems. Uh, and I, I don't know. I, I, I do think looking back, I remember the combat being a big issue for people. And I, by the a, end, I, did you get a hand of the melee? Yeah, the, yeah. I, 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 that didn't I, seem that hard. I to me, think actually. the melee system—it's a bit boring. It does get a bit left, repetitive. Right, right left, one, two, three, yeah. left, right, swing. Yeah, like it, it is like that. And especially on the hardcore difficulty, where you know it is tough. I need to be perfect. It is fun, like kind of nailing those. The you know the the melee combat. And it is, but it like, feels satisfying at a lot of points. Yeah, but yeah, like it, does. It, it is boring. It gets boring very quickly, especially as you face the same enemies. Yeah, over and like and by over. the time I'm <gasps> facing two head again for the third time, I'm like, okay. And you know, I was trying to think. And back then to two Dead's... head for the fourth time. Yeah, you know, like I'm like, holy shit! Yeah. Like we're just gonna recycle the same boss. Yeah, and like, like you were just joke. finding fuse boxes all the time. I think you mentioned yeah. that in the review too. I'm just like. We need more varieta here. We need, like, a little bit more. Again, the idea of trudging through a, a prison on the fucking moon of... On Jupiter. What is it a moon of again? Saturn or something? Jupiter. I think it's I a moon know. of Jupiter. I don't know. The moon is called Callisto. It's a moon of Jupiter. That's it. That idea is really cool to me. And I, I do like a lot of the environmental design. But 
you know, it just didn't quite, I think, land where it needed to. Yeah, and I mean, speaking of not landing, the Final Transmission epilogue DLC was such, I'm like, what the fuck was that? They, they all had dreamed it. Oh, shut I the fuck that. up. Like, he yeah. died, he actually did die at the end of the game. But she was, like, transmitting through his, is that what was happening? Was the idea she was transmitting, like, a message out through his bio implant or something? And, like, that's what was causing the hallucination? I think. That seemed... And I hate you know what I really hated? I had my fucking baton all ready Dude, to go. The and best part get, of the DLC, I think, is the hammer. It is fun. I love the hammer. It's a lot of fun, the but it would just kind cool. of piss me off that I just got rid of this baton that I spent the entire it, it game is weird. building Toss up. It. It's just gone. I don't know. That <laughs> felt very odd. And I mean the baton is key to that. I, I kind of think I focused on too many weapons. And I should have yeah. I, I got the baton all the way up, but then I kind of spread them out throughout the other ones and I was like I should have like just spent on the Magnum or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's where I'm at though with it. I think. Uh, so the Riot mode DLC is kind of like a horde mode. Okay. I actually had a little, a, a lot of fun with it. I thought it was like pretty challenging. Um, the 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 trophies for uh, the achievements for that aren't bad. I don't know why I'm like switching. I'm just I switch my words depending on what. Platform what you're playing I'm it on. on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not that I think I'm wrong for saying. Gooch is multi platform. No yeah, deal. yeah. So I'm playing this on Xbox. Um, yeah, the, the Ryama was fun. Okay. Uh, like, I, I found it pretty enjoyable um, and and sort of challenging. The hardcore difficulty is definitely just the game, but hard. Just hard. Yeah. And now I'm going through it again, hardcore New Game Plus, to get hardcore New Game Plus and New Game Plus achievements. Okay. And then I have to, um, I have to max out all the upgrades in the game, which I'm like, how the fuck am I going to do this? I think you just have to new game plus it again, right? I'm, I have to new game plus it, but I'm going to try to figure out if there's like a glitch I can do. Because there like does seem to be a very finite credits. amount of money. Yeah. Like it's yeah. like, it's, the, you know. So I have to put the difficulty down so I get more money, um, you know, and I'm just like, oh, that's going to be a grind. And I then, think and, I am going to go for the platinum on it too. And then there is contagion mode, which I think is a permadeath mode. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but apparently... The contagion mode without dying is pretty difficult. Like, they're, they're, like there's it's, it, there's one for beating it, contagion mode, and then it's beating it without dying. But I'm not exactly sure what the mode is, and that'll be my last run through. Yeah, um, I'll just get the platy, and then I'll be done with it. Then I, you know <laughs> yeah, me, I don't need I'm to not do Yeah, that. <laughs> I, I think I literally just you can apparently get it all in one playthrough. I think right, like the whole what? main ca- game. When I was on Power Picks, it was like you can get all the achievements in the first run through. If you want. yeah, if yeah. you followed. The if you guide. followed the guide, yeah. yeah. Oh, you, lo- you looked at it before you at, started? No, after, at, at the end, after I finished oh, yeah, it. Because yeah. I only have, like, seven left, yeah, I think. Yeah, and I think you can, like... I, I, I know this was like this when the game first came out. You can, like, put the difficulty up to maximum. It's not max. anymore. They patched it, I think. Yeah, yeah. patch it out. Okay. So you'd start it on maximum difficulty, then move it down to easy, and then before the last boss, you'd move it up to hard, and then play, and apparently that would unlock it. Yeah, I mean, the last boss is literally the last encounter, so I guess you could leave it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh yeah, Callisto. Interesting enough. Still playing um MGS three. Uh, oh nice. I, I I started it at the like the first of the year. Um, I'm doing a non-lethal run, doing all those bosses non-lethally. You know, trying to find things I didn't find, getting all the the um uh camos, the face paints, the weapons. Um, and then I think I'll have another like playthrough or two left for the the achievements. The achievements aren't too bad. Um, like I have to find all the the mushrooms and the right. the animals and and that sort of thing. So that's just been fun. Um, and playing non lethally f- is pretty satisfying. Um, it, it it like the first playthrough it is kind of fun to let loose, but like 
Especially the end non-lethally and, and like the Fury, who was like just as annoying as he was the first time going up against them. I'm like, I do find like non-lethaling the boss is a little more satisfying than just kind of mowing them down. I feel like that's like my thought on most stealth games. I totally agree. Like it's like because you can easily just kind of mow through a pl- like an area in a stealth game. But like when you sneak through and you really kind of, you know, just make your way. The mm. Splinter Cell games are great about that, too. Yeah. Well, Trio. I've done something no one else in this world probably has done. No one you know has done this. And no one you know, listeners, has probably done this. All right. I have achieved 100% achievements in Stardew Valley. I fucking did it. I am the ultimate farmer. Um, Oh, God, it took me a while. Dude, yeah. I Um, mean, how many achievements do, do you have? What do you mean? Like, how many achievements does it have, I should say? I think, like, 40. But it's just getting all, like, the specific fruits and buying so let the me, seasonal let, stuff. I, and... I think what I wrote down, I'm going to read verbatim what I posted in the achievements and uh, trophies corner. If it. you're not in the Discord, guys, please do us a favor. Join up. If you're a lurker, if you want to be more engaged, hopefully we give you a reason to be engaged. <laughs> I feel like we but... should come up with a better name. That sounds lurker? Very... That's just the title. That's a lurker. I know, but you're lurking. Like, lur- like you're hanging. I think the hangers. A hanger? Are the... Yeah. You're a hanger? You're a hanger. Because I feel like when you're lurking, it's just like... <laughs> you're a hanger. You're like a either. weird little creep. I'm lurking around. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So this is what I had to say. Stardew Valley is a cozy farming game. We all know this. But underneath that cozy 15-pound weighted blanket is a test of dedication and commitment to Pelican Town and her people. <laughs> Stardew Valley's plat slash 100% is something that will take you 200 plus hours, which it did for me. Um, you don't have to do everything, but pretty much most things that matter. The re- it's It requires two-ish playthroughs, time, and a plan. I started in the summer of 22 and played routinely through that entire time, besides a few months off here and there. Um... Starting off, you know, start off having fun, enjoy your new home in Stardew Valley, but by year three or four, that's when you need to kick it into achievement hunting mode. I was played with one achievement glitch, uh, getting uh, one achievement getting bugged, which required me to re-get eight villagers to ten hearts with a duping glitch on console. It only took me a few hours IRL to grind out giving rabbit's feet to the entire the population of Stardew Valley. Do, so, does everyone like Rabbit's Feet? Or is that yeah, like... Rabbit Feet is a universally loved gift besides oh. Penny. Penny's the only person who like doesn't like the I Rabbit's Foot. I know that. That's but good Rabbit's to know. Foot are, are universally loved gifts. So I, I started out... So I had to do a Joja run, and I just duped a bunch of stuff to make money, and then I just go the Joja Mart route, which is basically the community center, but you buy everything. Yeah. And then the community center turns into, like, you know, a Jojo, Jojo like manufacturing yeah. plant, uh, <laughs> you know, if you want to go down that route. Um, and then on that playthrough, I continued. I'm like, all right, I'm going to use this leftover money. I'm going to buy the deluxe coop, get the rabbits, and just feed them until I get one rabbit's foot. Then I'm going to dupe the rabbit's foot. And then I just need to spend time just giving it around yeah. until I got eight villagers to 10. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, pray. How long? Because you can only give them two gifts a week, right? Yeah. yeah. So you, you do like two days of maybe, maybe three or four days of gift giving. Cause sometimes you miss people. Um, and then you just sleep the rest of the week and then do it again. Yeah. yeah so that, that's really what I had to do. Mm. Um, uh, I left off. Stardew is a great game, but it has one of the most committed achievement lists I have ever encountered. Not hard, just takes time. Such is the life of a farmer. Yeah, it, it like 
it really just takes like like a a, a sev- uh, like an insane amount of dedication to want to go out of your way to do everything and it's funny because like mine i think i'm on like on my really good farm i'm at like year three and a half or yeah something. i finished at year six in winter and it's like I, i'm at that point i feel like for a normal like a non-achievement hunter person i'm like i kind of have like everything that like i care about i could definitely go that step further get all the towers i definitely i need to finish yeah, i didn't do any of that like i need there, to finish stuff the to- i didn't do yeah yeah sure. yeah i need yeah. to finish the island i didn't like i i did get through to the end thing but the, like the i don't I- know doing the island is required for the 100 percent. you need the, With the walnuts right and stuff yeah, yeah. yeah. okay because yeah you can you have like a farm there that you can do too i yep. like that was the last thing i unlocked and so, I, I never really like i i had some things growing on that farm but not really much yeah because it's hard, you you got to get out there every day, right? You yeah, I mean, like, I yeah. guess you can get the teleport, you can get the tower. That would, yeah, that would and, and like that. I said, like there is just a level of dedication. You just don't like, you don't have to do everything. I didn't do everything, um, but like you have to do a lot, very of specific things. things. Yeah. yeah, 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 like the recipes and crafting all the things. So that was like the hardest part of like, okay, like what recipes I need and how do I get them, and like all right, I need, like, the radioactive stuff. And I'm like, oh, I got to wait for the keys quests right. so I can do – the mine can go radioactive, and then I got to get a few of those ores, and I only mm-hmm. need, like, 20 of them because um, I need one, and then I'm done. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's funny how, like, min-max you can go with Stardew Valley. It's really interesting. I'm excited to see what the Haunted Chocolatier – kind of does because so they're done with updates for stardew right? there's one more coming out. oh really and he okay. hasn't it hasn't released yet but i was kind of hoping i'm like did oh, he announce this... like what it's gonna be it's 1.6 um like... i think it's just adding like a few more things like oh, okay. i don't i don't think nothing it's major yeah yeah when did they add in the like island i don't know stuff because that know. was something that's funny i like remember just being like when is this a thing or like i like when i early when i was like early playing it because i started it during covid that was like one of my big covid games i remember playing it for like weeks on end uh but yeah, that's the great stuff. I'm really excited for the chocolatier, the haunted chocolatier. Mm. I'm excited. I'm gonna channel my inner Milton Hershey. What's the guy who makes it again? Not Mojang. That's that's uh, concerned that's, ape. That's it. <laughs> Mojang's Minecraft. When you, when you open the game and the, the, the apes. Mm-hmm. Mojang got it. Got a big. Yeah. <laughs> it, I always say Mojang. I've heard. Mo I think Yang. it's Mojang, but like, I don't who know. Fucking cares. Mm-hmm. You know who makes Minecraft? And don't say anything in the comments. No. <laughs> Say something in the comments. No, 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 no. You'd say don't, and then that gets them. Oh, God. Yeah. It's reverse psychology. Don't say anything. <laughs> yeah. Don't write an angry comment. A um, few more games. Apex Legends. I jumped back in after months of not playing. There was a Final Fantasy VII like, crossover event yeah. that I wanted to check out. Um, been jumping in back with some of the, the old squad mates. It's been fun. You know, I same haven't game. played that in years. I think it's a great game. I, I paid Gooch my, my yearly toll of doing an online game with him the other day. We played Mortal Kombat. We might do it again today. I don't know. No promises. <laughs> I'm I'm just sitting here shaking my head and sort of like, Trio's such a a dick. I really am. I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> he, he, he doesn't like to talk in parties or play any sort of multiplayer games. He just fucking gets on, fucks off. And, and I do. I'm sorry. You never hear from him. Maybe you will more soon. I, I had a lot of fun on MK, I got to admit. So. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I did hand him his ass a few times. Okay, a few times. And I got I a little was, tired I, and I let I was him win. Co- yeah, exactly. He just got tired <laughs> and then he couldn't win anymore. So. <laughs> like, I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is, uh, uh, the, well, two different ones uh, to, to end it. Well, I have three more, two different ones. So, uh, I mean, this has nothing to do with me, but I just found it interesting. So my mom started playing Spyro. <laughs> <laughs> you told me that. Um, my mom has been 
annoying me. Uh, for me, maybe since the reignited trilogy has come out, like she saw me playing, and she's like, "Is this Spyro?" Because that's one of the games, like you know, I yeah. grew up with, so she was kind of familiar with it and played it, you know, with me or on her own or you know whatever. Um, and she was like, "Oh, I would like love to play that," and I was like. Okay, mom. <laughs> like, say that sure. once. Like, well, yeah. yeah. Like, let's see how much you really want to play. Yeah. And she did just like eventually kind of just keep annoying me. And I'm like, fine. You know what? Like next next like weekend night I have like we'll we'll like set it up. Get food and like we'll like I'll set up. I had to reinstall it on the on the PS5 down here. And I'm like, we'll play. You'll you'll play it. And I'll just we'll just hang around. And she played for like two and a half hours. I was like, actually, I'm like, I'm like, she's just keep. Like, like she's just going. And, it, like, it was I, – I was losing my patience a little bit at the end because I'm just, like – the controls for her were tough. Like, the, of course. the 3D. Yeah. yeah which, is, which is, like, understandable. As someone who doesn't play is, video games. Yeah. It, like, it is so taxing to explain, like, movement of camera and character to somebody who doesn't know. It's like, oh, my – like, it's so, sec- it's so second nature to me that I, like, I really don't know how to explain it. No, it's tough, especially for us when we've been playing since we're – God – 10 right i could pick like up a controller and know like any game it's in, like, very intuitive minutes. yeah for yeah. Uh, and i mean that's what that's what that's what comes along with playing it for so long and it, i mean it's even funny i've been i played unravel too i'll talk about that a little bit with my girlfriend and like you know i think especially for people who haven't played a lot of games those more 2d style games side scrolling is a good kind of introduction to just get them used to right, even just it's movement one, it's, one it's just one and then yeah. you get and then you yeah, can go from point. there yeah. and, and i think you know Especially if someone hasn't been playing their whole life or like a very little bit, and you're like up there, like that's gonna mess with you. You're, yeah. you're not gonna know how to do it. And it's it's so funny. I did share a clip the other day. It was like a 62 year old dude on like. Did you see that the sniper? The sniper? And he's oh my kicking God. ass. And I'm like, that is hilarious. Like, I wonder because there's it's probably patience. No, definitely. And I mean, there is a hand eye coordination thing. Like when you're younger, it's much easier to develop that. I think for sure. Yeah. So it's. I, 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 dude, I, I commend every anyone over the age of freaking, even our age, like thirty. Like I feel like we're the first generation. To fully that's gonna be really in, be uh, playing for like. There's don't get me wrong. There's like, older generations playing... that are playing and like still have continued to play after they are out of their twenties and such. Right. But I think it's gonna be even on like a more mass scale with our our with generation, our generation. Yeah. and even probably the ones like a year or three ahead of us is probably in the same boat. Um, and Gooch is of course a year older than me, but. It's just interesting to see. It really is. And, yeah, so, and she was like, you know, she was like, oh, well, like, when are we going to do this again? And I'm like, okay. Uh, (laughs) I was like, I didn't like, like, oh, this is not a one and done. I'm like, okay. (laughs) So I set up the PS4 on on the upstairs TV for her to play. And, like, uh, and, of course, it's like, how do I turn it on? It's like, oh, my God. Like, what are you going to do when I'm not here? Like, it just press t- the PlayStation button. Learn. That's it. That, it's like, it's not It'll come with time. On. That's the whole point. After a couple times. That's, yeah, you yeah. Know, so that's... I think she was, she was playing the other night for, like, literally three hours. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, who are you? Like, You're like, like anyways, I'm going to go play for four more hours downstairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. While I'm playing for, like, all day. And I'm no, just I'm like, not going to lie. If my mom asked me to, to play, like, I don't know, even Spyro or something, I'd be like, but you see, you're, that makes more sense if your mom was playing it with you when you were younger. More, yeah, like because yeah, my parents yeah. really didn't play any with me at all when I was, yeah, I was super young. Um, and it's like simple. It's like a good. I think it is no, a good game. Are, but like, and I like, think that is. And the I'm next like, the step. objectives are not difficult. She's no. like, oh, like, like I have ten. It's mostly dragons. platforming. Like, what do I have to do? I'm like, go back to like the hot air balloon guy. I'll take you to the next level. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it, like it's like imagine if she's playing like 
uh, even like a Zelda, like something like that. Devil May Cry yeah, or something yeah. like that. Or like, even like just a more broad, so like more open world game. Yeah, you yeah. know, you again, us growing up with it, I don't think can be understated in the way of just how our minds like total like intuitively understand as gamers of like did, something comes did up. Did you see the, the like Activision tweet that they were like saying that like something Spyro related was going to happen soon? No, I didn't. I really hope we get a new Spyro. Dude, I love that. Oh, I never finished God. the re- I bought the Reignited trilogy. God, I got dude. to I got to the second one. I need to I need to keep dude, going. Dude, it's such a good I game. I finished the band the Crash one. That was really good. Um yeah, yeah. the what was that? The, the I can't remember. Something yeah. trilo- the insane tri- the insane trilogy or whatever. Is right? that what it's called? I think so. Yeah, okay. For like Professor N or whatever his name is. Right. Um Cortex. Cortex, yeah. Is it Nitro Cortex? Is that something he has like, I think he has like an N on his head. Yeah, I, I know what he looks like. <laughs> I don't. I'm trying I'm trying to remember, to be honest. <laughs> um Um Two more. Two more games. Uh I started playing Lethal Company with a girl I'm talking to. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Lethal Company. You know what it is? Yeah, that's the one. Don't tell me. That's the like multiplayer one where they're like getting running away from all the they're like in the hazmat suits. Yes, and they run. Yep. Yeah, I was thinking it's, about buying it. It's fun. It was ten dollars. So she she was playing with her friends and like she's put like maybe like ten ish hours into it. So she kind of gets the drift. And she was like, "Oh, like we should play." I'm like, "Okay, cool." So I bought it on Steam and we were playing last Tuesday. And um, yeah, it's really fun. Like I, it, it I've took seen me, some funny clips. It took me like a full run to get the gist of like what you're doing. So you're basically like going down on planets, and planets, you know, have certain looks or like weather or like you know certain things that like make them hard or easy. And you have to go into the planet and like extract like all the materials, and then you bring them back to the the company store at the company store. <laughs> do, 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 do. And you sell. You have to make a certain quota. Every like three days, and basically it three gets ha- real life days. No, 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 no. Okay. three like in game days. Yeah. Um, and if you don't hit the quota, you die and you have to start all over. Right. So basically, it's like how far can you go? You, it's one to four players. I think you can play. I was asking her, I'm like, can you play this game alone? She's like, I think so. Yeah, it's like it doesn't really seem. It does like, seem like more of a team that game. That is not the experience. And there's like it, it has like a proximity chat and stuff like that. Yeah, it looks pretty yeah. cool. So it looks like, fun. You're not supposed to use like yeah, like, uh, like a Discord or something. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're supposed to like you know jump in game, and it's funny kind of like hearing like like she's like like kind of like saying something to herself and like i just like like you're walk walking by like, you you just hear it, yeah right or like she's looking for me and like saying my name and i'm like this is like pretty funny yeah <laughs> like, you can't no it's like, cool or like you know i just like come out of nowhere <laughs> i don't know gooch maybe i'll pick it up hop on with you one day yeah it does look pretty fun yeah it's, pretty, it's only it, 10 bucks it, yeah it's hmm. 10 bucks it's it's cool i mean like is it is it something that like i'm going to like really delve a lot of hours into i don't i don't think so yeah but but it, it, like i do like like the pc for those kind of games where like i'm not like fully committed i don't have to worry about achievements or anything like that mm-hmm. i can just kind of join uh, enjoy the multiplayer aspect and not commit right because right. that's something i do a lot is commit <laughs> to you know really i didn't i wouldn't have known um yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah that's been cool um and then last but not least fresh new I started playing Dragon's Dogma, uh, Dark Arisen, the original game. It's the you know remastered like Xbox One version with all the DLC and stuff right. to get ready for Dragon's Dogma two in March. Um, it, I've been seeing stuff for Dragon Dog- Dragon's Dogma two, and I'm like, what is it? Like it's piqued my interest for yeah, sure. Yeah, so it's like a um, it's an RPG. It's like right? a linear, linearly open world RPG with this pawn uh, system. Where basically, like, there's this, like, really smart AI system for, like, your companions. And they're not, like, you know, they're not, like, your, 
you know, your your Mass Effect squad or anything like that. That has their own, yeah, yeah. Right, it's like they're random people and they like kind of come up like like adventurers almost. Uh, Maybe like hirelings and like Baldur's Gate 3 would be a good equivalent. Sure. But their AI is like really good. Um, And that's kind of the game's like gimmick mechanic that, you know, that's like the selling thing. And I played, um, I actually was streaming on Discord from Discord on Xbox to our Discord. Um, I, I might try to do this more. And me, um... Mr. Pung Young and Dilly D's were kind of hanging out in Discord, like talking about whatever, playing the game. Uh, uh, Andre, Mr. Pung Young, is a fan of the game, so he was kind of like, you know, giving me the crash course and stuff. And yeah, I put like three hours into it yesterday. I'm looking mm. forward to, you know, playing more of it um, and preparing for the sequel because that was like, all right, I got time. I got, I got Stardew off my plate. I got um, uh, uh, Alan Wake off my plate. I'm not really playing any other game right Right. now. And I think the games I'm getting in February are all on PlayStation, ironically. Um, Tomb Raider, Final Fantasy, um, 7 Rebirth, and then I think I'm going to get Banishers of New Eden. I've been talking about that game. It's the one where the the one guy's alive and it's like a couple and like one of them's a spirit and one's dead. I will say that latest reveal for the Tomb Raider stuff, I'm kind of interested. It looks pretty good. Uh, Really? Yeah, I, I like I... I've never played those games, mm-hmm. so I don't know. Maybe that'll be a pickup for me, uh, and just kind of go through thirty bucks. That's what I mean. So it's I was pretty, like, "It's pretty nice deal." That's really nothing. Two hundred achievements over the three games. Were you looking at the PlayStation blog article? Uh, I can't remember. I saw someone just post something on it on Twitter. I think it, it might have been the PlayStation stuff. But yeah, there was like a reveal of like yeah some of stuff. stuff. It looks cool. It looks really cool. I'm I'm, I'm genuinely interested. So quickly. Movies and TV, or you know, there, there's not too much to say. Mm-hmm. Um, Attack on Titan final season part four. We did a review on it. Go check it out. And same with Echo. That goes for both of us. Absolutely. Um, I'm back in the Clone Wars, baby. I'm almost at the end. Finished season five out. Um, so I ended on basically the Maul arc, um, with Mandalore, and then her getting um kicked out of the Jedi Order, right? Uh, Ahsoka. Um, so that was great for season five, season six. What a season to end a show on. It is like literally all the cut episodes from other seasons. It's literally called the lost chapters. The only, the only arc from that season, season six of consequence is the fives arc where one of the clones is he has, his chip, chip starts going. Right. I'm like, it's really it's good, interesting. It's and a good yeah, fives dies. And it's funny. Like, I feel like we were talking about this like weeks ago in one chat, like talking about the chip. For some reason, and I was talking. I, it was because yeah. I watched that episode. That's and I'm why. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, I'm like, how much does Dooku know about Order sixty six? Like, what does he know? What does he don't know? Because I mean, he's not around for it. Uh, he dies before Order sixty six, so it's kind of like we don't really know. Like, who knows about Order sixty six? Well, see, I thought he was the one who initial. Like, I got this confused, and apparently, well, I thought he who- posed as Sifo Diaz to go instigate the. Caminos. The Cano- yeah, to, to do the thing. And he just posed as Sifo Diaz. But apparently it was Sifo Diaz, but he was manipulated by Dooku to have them start construction of the army, if I remember correctly. All that stuff's very odd. And, and then, like, even the Tales of the Jedi stuff doesn't get into that. No, it doesn't. Like, uh, there is some, like, brief, like, oh, like, here's Dooku, like, going after Sifo Diaz. Um, and there is an episode where they go look for Sifo Diaz. Yeah, yeah. And they find out that, like, yeah, he he did die, um, and like somebody that was with him on his ship like survived, and like they're crazy, and they're clearly like 
that whole thing, um, like, you know, like uh, Palpatine, like, finds out about this and he's trying to, like, get the Jedi Council to, like, not look into this. Like, you know, they cl- the more they start digging, like... The more shit that'll be uncovered. Yeah. Right, right. So I forget what ends up happening there. I think they, like, end up, like, kind of, like, getting a cold trail or, like, Dooku... Oh, Dooku gets involved. Like, he, like, you know, he, like, gets sent out, um, which is pretty cool. I, I kind of totally forgot that Grievous is just gone. What happened to him? He died, remember? No, I know he Oh, di- this isn't... I know he dies, but, like, he just he just was, like, in episodes, and then he's not. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's how they do it with certain kind of characters. Yeah. Even though, like, you know, it makes sense that he was still around. Yeah, I don't know. That is an interesting point. I and didn't I, notice. And now I'm in the final season from 2020. Um, The first arc is the Bad Batch stuff. Yeah. Really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, The second arc is Ahsoka, you know... Not a Jedi, on the run, doesn't know what she's doing, kind of gets mixed up and gets recruited by Bo-Katan for the Mandalorian, or the Battle for Mandalore against Maul. Didn't really like the beginning of that arc. Like, I didn't like the, oh, here's these two random characters that Ahsoka meets and, like, befriends, and she's, well, like, no, hiding it's, it's her funny. Jedi like, roots. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that arc is weird. But then, like, then it ends up with her getting her own squadron, though, and stuff, right? I'm trying to, So, like, I guess the next four episodes are... The Mandalorian stuff. Yeah. And then I guess Rex is, uh, it's not the 501st, it's the, maybe, no, no, it is the 501st. Yeah, I was her say her unit is, is the 501st, yeah. Rex's, uh, unit. Um, yeah, they become like her, you know, like they paint their mask. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm really, and you know, it's only an, like two hours left. I'm like, I'm really interested to see like how this moves. I think and, that and whole I know there's the whole battle arc. of Mandalore. Like I'm dude, I'm like so ready. I think that whole last arc is a great like movie and un- unto itself. Like it's yeah. a great two hour. Like you could watch that by itself. Truly. I and almost, I think it's I almost, very I almost well don't want to watch it. Like I want to split it up into like two and two. Like, yeah. Cause like, I just don't want to finish it, but like, it's I'm, I'm really fantastic. And they mocapped Ray Parker, Ray Park for all of that with other people. Like that was the first time they ever did that for the fight between him and Ahsoka. So yeah, it's good stuff. It's yeah. really cool. And then I'll be done. I don't know if I'm going to immediately jump into rebels or if I'll give it maybe some space um, for a little bit. Cause I guess I really don't have a rush. I tried to start watching rebels. Just the art style was really tough for me to get past. Yeah, I'll get, I'll get through it. And it's, it's weird. Fun. Cause it is, it's Ralph McQuarrie inspired. It's supposed to be based off of his like design, like his drawing. Yeah. The thin lightsaber. And it's so just, it's interesting. Always yeah. comes up. Yeah. Uh, last, certainly not least, I did watch Pokemon Concierge. Oh yeah, how was that's the that's the stop motion one. Yeah, yeah, or the yeah the the Rankin and Bass looking claymation. It was really cute. I really liked it. it it's like you know it. Uh, Karen Fukuhara is the main character. Mm-hmm. Like the dub of it, it, it is cool and fun. And yeah, it's just like you know Pokemon is exactly what it sounds like. There's this like Pokemon like resort island where they like take care of Pokemon and and stuff. And like this girl like. It's funny. She has like this like breakup with like her boyfriend, and like she like goes to like work uh, at the at this island, and she's like you know her life's like at rock bottom, right. but she finds like new meaning working oh. at the Pokemon Concierge, where and they train the animals to fight. Yes, no, they actually they're just relaxing, just relaxing at the at the Pokemon uh, or at the Pokemon Resort. I think Gooch, it's no one wants to talk about how the entire Pokemon universe is just one big old chicken fighting ring, and it really 
bugs me. <laughs> It is. It was a good hangover watch. Yeah, I, I'm sure. After it, my, it sounds really fun. I had my ten year reunion. I was really hungover the next day, and I just watched it like first thing in the morning. It was just was nothing. Like, yeah. yeah, and I was just like, ah, oh, what is life? I love it. Yeah, it was good. I, I would, I would, I would suggest you check it out. It's four right. episodes, yeah. like twenty minutes each. I definitely might. I like, think I, it's on I, the like, list. I, I don't know if uh, Tamira's is into Pokemon. I brought up to her. She was there. It, it's there. really cute. Oh, it's I'm sure like, it is. Really it, it looks cute. very cool. Like, Psyduck is very cute. He's funny. Yeah. Um, do you ever hear about the Kazam thing with that? With like the there was like a whole big legal battle that they couldn't use Kazam for a while because yeah, one yes. of the magicians it, it yes. like was like suing about it. Very interesting stuff. Yeah, Anything but else that you... is all I have been doing for the last like month. Trio, I love it. Let's get into your shit. Absolutely. Uh, so I guess I'll just start out with some movies and TV here. I did watch uh, Chicken Run. Dawn of the Nugget. Have you ever seen any of the chicken runs? I've seen the first chicken run, yeah. Uh, you know, Wallace and Gromit, those folks, the claymation. Uh, fantastic little movie. It's it, it follows up after the last one when they like escape the chicken coop. Uh, so, and, you know, is this the third one? I believe so. Zachary Levi actually plays like the main the, the dude in it, and I can't remember who plays the mom. But uh, yeah, it's a little bit of it's a little bit of fun, to be honest. I I, I love a good claymation. Apparently that company the company that provides them Wallace and Gromit Studio I can't remember their names with the clay is going out of business and it's like a super specific type of clay and they were talking about how like really they were like we don't know like what we're gonna do now we're gonna have to figure out something different but how they were like their not- only customer I guess apparently really yeah they were buying all like all this clay off this one I think it was in, in like Sweden or one you of think, those countries you think if that was going if that was happening that they could just buy them out yeah, but then it's like, you know, I don't know how much money they're making and to keep like a, just a clay studio going, I really don't know how much money that is. But is I, the- I would highly recommend it. If you like any of the Wallace and Gromit movies, it's a lot. Of, it's a little bit of fun. It's just about like, you know, a little coming of age story about the daughter trying to fly away from the nest. They live on like this little it, island away from all she, the humans. Is she going to get made into a chicken nugget? No, there's a chance that they, they want them to. Yeah, because they find out there's this whole other farm where like all the chickens are being tricked into like being there they're being like mind controlled okay heavy nazi germany parallels <laughs> it's so cra- it's wild Always like is. even talking about the Always first is. one they are in a pre they are in a prison camp like that's the whole thing and they're trying to get away from the person but uh yeah i definitely recommend checking it out especially if you enjoy that claymation stuff at all uh other than that i've been i watched the holdovers as well you familiar with that movie at all no it won, some, it won some yeah he won an emmy for it it was really great i what, think it what's actually, it about it's about these it's specifically about this one kid but it starts out with this group of kids that get stuck they're at like a boarding school and the holiday is coming up and the people who have to stay over during the holiday for the month are called the holdovers and uh, Paul Giamatti's character is like this kind of surly annoyed teacher that has to stay with the kids and watch them for the for the month and like it ends up more being about the specific uh, main character I can't remember his name off the top of my head because the rest of the guys like go away and it's a very fun little kind of comedy or drama with a lot of good comedy bits in it. Uh, and, you know, Paul, Paul Giamatti's great. It's fantastic. It's it's very much just, you know, a talking movie. A lot of dialogue, uh, more along the lines of like a, I wouldn't, I guess, Scorsese in the way of just like character-based. No one sure, even. Sure. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, though. It was like two and a half hours long. It's filmed in a way that's very like retro, I noticed. Like, the framing of it and even the picture quality feels like it was almost filmed in the 70s. And it works very well. It doesn't overpower it. But especially at the beginning, you notice it and they kind of tone it back. 
I, I, they add some like film grain and stuff. It looks like, uh, but yeah, man, I would definitely recommend it. It's a lot of fun. It'll definitely be bought up during the DNNEs this year. It's I think all my top five of last year. Just a out of the box fun movie that I wasn't expecting to like. Uh, also, been watching Percy Jackson, which mm-hmm. you know we, we, we discussed a that. little earlier. Yeah. Uh, I have no affinity for that series. I've never really watched any of the movies. I've never read any of the books. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's really good. It's an interesting kind of take on the Greek mythology. I know you're saying it seemed more kid you know, focus, which I think so definitely, but right. I don't think it goes to the point where it's any more kiddy than like, I don't know, the first like season of stranger things in the way of like, you know, mm. you're talking with children, okay. you know what I mean? Like, sure. I, or not even, I'm trying to think of a better example. Either way, I, I think it's more adult than maybe the, the trailers might give it credit for. And yeah. the main character in it, uh, who plays Percy is really good. Full name Perseus. Didn't realize, of course it makes total sense. Wait, uh, you didn't, you didn't know that? No, I had no idea. Really? I had no idea. I, just okay. was pers- I mean, it makes total sense when you get into the, right, the Greek, the Greek mythology of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, but yeah, okay, I mean, true. the production quality is really great. Triple H plays uh, Ares, and he's fucking awesome. There's somebody else, I think. Oh, um, oh, what's his name? Is in it, too. Uh, he plays Zeus. Um, he yeah, passed what's away. Name? It's What's his name? Uh, it's the general, the black gentleman who passed away this year. Lance Reddick? Yeah, Lance Reddick. He played, really? Yeah, he plays Zeus. Wow, yeah. that must have been filmed a while yeah, ago. Yeah, I mean, it was a year ago, you know, so. Um, the girl who plays Nora Allen, and she's also in Black Sails, she plays Medusa? Oh, she does, so you don't see her face at all, because it's covered, because she's Medusa. So that makes sense, though. Like, when, when, you go to, when they go to see her, she's, yeah. like a, she's dressed in, like, almost like a 60s attire with one of those hats that, like, the netting, like, goes over her face. Yeah, so you know you what I'm talking see. about, though, right? Yeah, I do, yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, really interesting little kind of moment with medusa i I like that angle a lot and you know the the cg is really good i like the casting a lot so far you know kids can be hit or miss when you're betting a whole kind of thing on them and i think the child actors are awesome i think they really kill it so yeah i definitely recommend it i never watched any of the movies apparently they did pretty well to a degree i don't know if it got they released all three i think they did but i know in that he's like a lot older than he's supposed to be like this is supposed to be more book accurate Okay. If I am correct. Uh, and then, I, did, I did notice that. Yeah. And then last night I actually watched another one on Netflix. Very heavy film. Uh, Society of the Snow. Uh, it was a foreign film. It was all in Spanish. Uh, it was about the Uruguayan flight that crashed in the Andes in the, in 71, I believe. Jesus Christ. Like, I, I don't, are you aware of that story at all? Like, the Not real really. life story? No. So, it was like, I guess their soccer team... And that pilot made an error. He thought he was somewhere he wasn't. And he basically like skimmed a mountain, broke the plane in half. Fuselage like rolled down the hill and crashed into a snow pile and just like killed a bunch of people on impact. A bunch of people were injured. These folks were then like as the search party continued, they were on this like kind of big snow mound that like their plane just blended in with. So like they were literally flying over them to search for them for like a month and a half and they didn't find them. They ended up being stuck out there for 72 days after a while two guys just hiked down the mountain to basically get them away again this is i'm kind of spoiling the movie but at the same time you know it's a historical event so i feel like you know you can look that up (laughs) but uh like you know they had spoilers oppenheimer drops the name like it talked about how like they they had to resort to eating people because they had no food do they, like, do they see you see that you see you see they play never they never show them actually it's, like it's cutting implied. people but like you see them off to the side like cutting and like i think they do it in a very you know it's tasteful of a way so do they do like, that did they like kill 
people who were like alive? People were di- no. So a bunch of people died in the initial crash, and then a bunch of people were injured really bad in the initial crash. And they just at first they brought everyone out. You know, they were like, all right, well, we'll get rescued soon. We'll put the bodies over here. We'll clear out the fuselage so we can use that as like a uh, a shelter in the meantime. And like they're just days and days and weeks, and they're like the guys like we need to eat something. Like, and like, like they, so the only thing they ate was people. They, well, they had like snacks. They went through all the snacks and stuff they could find throughout the crash, like food, food. Right. And like, after like two weeks, they were like, it's, and like, I think by the end of that time, even people were like, listen, I give you, like, if I die, eat me. Because like, if you can survive and like they, uh, it's tough. It really is. And especially the initial crash scene of like, all the like chairs cave in on each other once they like hit the snow mound. People like breaking like it was gruesome in a very realistic way, which I think is it's not like a saw, you know, where like, right. you're smashing someone's head. Like it just was a tough watch, and like these poor people stuck out. Like it's like day nineteen, and I'm like, I'm like they're there for seventy two days. Like it's a very good movie. We watched it uh, subtitled, and I, I would highly recommend. There's it. an English dub. Yeah. No. We started on that, but the dubs on a movie are, it's tough for me. Yeah. It just doesn't feel right. Especially a live action. Yeah. It just feels odd, but uh, I'd highly recommend it. It's definitely a heavy flick. I wouldn't, I shouldn't call it a flick. It's a heavy film, uh, <laughs> yeah. but it was very well done. I, I, I enjoyed it for all, despite all that. And the last on my list for shows wise was the Ted show. I started watching it. You did start watching yeah, it. Yeah. So okay. I, I would watch like the first two episodes and you know, it's... A live action family guy in a lot of ways for better or yeah, for worse if you like, like that Barton, or not you know? and yeah I, I know but i you know i think the movies kind of focus on like you know the butt of the joke being that ted's a teddy bear and i think that's fine i think that works it's funny but like this is more just like you know it's about the family ted's just acting hilarious ted looks great like the cgi looks awesome in every scene he looks like he's really there uh it's a lot of fun it's very funny if you like family guy humor what's I'm, it called it's just ted i think the just Ted? Yeah, I think it's called The Ted Show or something like that. Okay. Uh, it's on Peacock. Yeah. Half an hour episodes. The clips, some of them are really just out of fire. Like, there's one that was talking about, like, yeah, there was an Indian kid here. And they're like, what happened? He's like, yeah, they got him. He's like, what do you mean they got him? He's like, yeah, I liked him, too. He was a pretty good guy. He's like, what do you mean, Johnny? What are they? Ca-? It's so <laughs> funny. you got to watch it. And the kid who plays, like, the young Mark Wahlberg, he's spot on. Especially okay. for that, like, I, I watched that. I watched I- Watch the scene with their like at the dinner talking about the cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's one where he's talking about the the, like the word babies. homophobe, and it's so funny. It's I will say it's funny. I didn't it's, realize. Is it during the 80s or 90s? 90s. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I you know Seth MacFarlane. I guess he hasn't hasn't written for Family Guy in the last like two three years. Uh, really? Which I didn't realize. Yeah. Um, really. So it's what's he it's been interesting. doing? I mean, I know I think, he's doing the Orville, and he's doing a lot of he does a lot of live performances with his girlfriend or whatever. I think they do a lot of like cabaret, like Frank Sinatra type like performances. Really? They're on they're on a I have tour right now. I would watch. That. No, it actually looks like a lot of it looks pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, I, I mean, listen, if you liked, especially if you like any Family Guy, uh, maybe not necessarily what it is now because I'm watching a while. It's I recommend it. It's very easily digestible. Twenty five minutes episodes. I just kind of throw it on while I'm eating dinner or something. A lot of fun. Uh, then we can move on to games here, Goosh. I played Unravel 2 with my girlfriend, actually, and it kind of gave her the bug for the Switch. She bought a Switch because of this. Because of Yarny. Because of Yarny. Uh, but yeah, we got through it. I've never played Unraveled. Neither the, I, that yeah. wasn't a two-player... That wasn't a co-op-centric game. Was it the first one? 
No, I don't think so. But the uh, second one is. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah it's Unraveled yeah. 2 TW. Uh, no, I thought it was. Is it 2 TOO? Either way. You're the one who played it. Yeah, it was, it was a while ago. <laughs> it was like a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but yeah, really interesting puzzle solving gameplay mechanics. I love the idea of like. I can get up somewhere if I can get there easily and my girlfriend can decide, like, all right, I want to try and do it. Or she can just be like, fuck it, I'm just climbing up. Like, the mechanic with it is, like, you can hold LT at any time and climb up your rope to the other person. Or you can swing off the other person. A lot of physics-based puzzles. A lot of fun. Really cool. a lot of fun and different. A game I probably wouldn't have played without her. So I'm glad we, we got. And it was it was cheap as hell. I think it was, like, $2 on sale. Nice. Uh, a lot of fun, though. And then Callisto, as we, we talked about. And I, I restarted, you know, Gooch, the Dishonored series because I was in the mood for a stealth game that was like first person. Yeah. And Metal Gear got you in the mood. It Metal Gear did. Yeah. And I actually might go back and play. I was looking at the old Splinter Cell games online, like uh, Double Agent and stuff like that. You can buy them off Ubisoft still for like 25 bucks. Mm. I'm thinking about getting those to have like a, a hard copy. I, I thought you were going to say you replay MGS3. I'm like, ooh. But I think at one point, uh, that's definitely on and the do, list. do like, do uh, the non-lethal Yeah, stealth. and really kind of try and, you know. Yeah. I would, I, would lo- I would love to hear that, uh, that you... Would we'll do that on your own? No, I yeah. think I think it will happen eventually. But yeah, man, Dishonored, it still holds up so well. Even the first I, one, I would like to replay the first one. I think um, maybe, um, but yeah, I I I hear you. I know I know that itch or like that. I don't know yeah. why I saw it there. I was like, I haven't played it in a while. I yeah. own the maybe the Blade uh, the announcement also got you thinking exactly. About it. I'm yeah. like, all right, let's dive back in here, see what it's all about. And the first one still holds up immaculately. I think it's definitely the proof of concept version of that game in the way of like, it's much more contained. They have really great ideas that they then build upon. And it's funny going even from like dishonored to the, to the doubt stuff, that storyline, how they improve from there. And then going into dishonored too, I'm like, Oh, this does just feel like the perfected version of what dishonored one is. And there is some weird thing on the PlayStation though. I was looking this up. There feels like a delay, like a, like an input lag. That I'm really? getting like when I On like controller. Yeah. And I was like looking it up. Apparently that's an issue with the PlayStation version of the game. It's like hmm. there's like a slot like it's ever so slight, but it's just enough where I'm like, you're noticing I'm noticing time. that I'm like, I feels like I didn't stop early enough. And I was like trying to look up how I can fix it. And it didn't really say anything because it's funny. I played uh, the first one, the remastered on Xbox. And now it is free on Game Pass. And I'm curious to download it and like try it and feel how different it is. Okay. But uh, I've been really enjoying it. It's, yeah, it's a lot it's... of fun to replay. Those games, cool. there's so much choice just within those small maps. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, that's another thing. Like it makes you want to do non-lethal because like just running through those levels just lethally doesn't feel like there's any, there's as nearly as much challenge to it. Right. Or you the, know what the I mean? reward and the, you're right. Exactly. Different. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, other than that, though, I've really, f- I feel like I've said this a few times, but truly sinking my teeth into Baldur's Gate 3 in the way of, like, I'm at Act 2 now. I don't really have much else to play. I'm getting into the swing of the combat. The turn base will never be my favorite, but I'm mm-hmm. definitely becoming more accustomed to it. Uh, there are There is so much stuff you can do in that game that I'm, yeah. like, still figuring out and just the destructibility of a lot of the environments and things. It's It's really great, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm playing Rogue this time around. Oh, Rogue, I should say. Uh, can't wait to dive more into that. And you know what, Gooch? I got two more. Sure. Arkham Asylum. I started replaying too because I don't know why I saw it on my list. It's one of those things where I just saw it and I'm like, I want to do it. And I think it's partly because of the... Is it the Return to Arkham version? Yeah. 
I think it's partly because of the Suicide Squad debacle stuff right. that I'm like not. I'm like I need to just go back and maybe cleanse the old palate, see what this, just remember, see where it all started. Remember, yeah, yeah. And God, that game is great. I didn't realize that was written by Paul Dini. Yeah, I don't think I knew that. I, off the I had top no of my idea because I, I was. I was. That kind of makes sense. It makes total sense, especially in like like the years coming out. It's like oh, like who 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 knows Batman? Who really knows Batman? It's the probably like a series, guys. Other yeah. than like you know Chris. I mean, you know, I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say Chris Nolan knows Batman, but um, I do. I would say that 100. percent Paul Dini's on a different level. Of oh, oh, 100. percent Yeah, yeah. Uh, so like getting like, him involved kind of makes sense. Especially he's been writing it for so long, and I think that even makes more sense when you bring in Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy on that because they're like, right. oh, Paul Dini's writing that. Yeah, we're in. Right. I'm, I'm sure that wasn't like the deciding factor, but I'm sure that that was like something that helped. Yeah, uh, and the. The whole game does play like an art, like a like a Batman the animated series episode. It, it really is when I think about it. It's just like how the world's already set in stone. They 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 had to get they had to have so much fun just designing out their whole own like DC universe back then. Like with all the character concepts and everything, they're like, all right, we put. There was one I saw the Great White Shark or something was a, a villain. I was like, I've never even heard of this Batman villain. He's like another Shark Man, but he has like no. He's like all white. He has no nose and a and. Uh, ears and like he has like shark teeth like i've never heard of this gentleman before but uh it's a fantastic game i really gotta go back to you've Asi- never played asylum never played asylum or city yeah, or be origins a- and i have uh chris you connor gifted city yeah dude. i don't know why i thought you did no that might be a re3 at one point yeah that would actually yeah. be like a, i have I, I have returned to arkham chris connor gifted it to me i have it um and i i would i i'm willing to play it what i'm probably not willing to do I mean, I would, I would do it on Xbox. I would not play Arkham Knight. Well, there's actually no P. Well, I could play the PS4 version, but yeah, Arkham Knight's trophies were nuts. I would not want to do that mm-hmm. again. Um, but I would just play on the Xbox version, where I have everything. Um, but yeah, yeah, I it's you know it's funny. It, it is. It's probably interesting the fact that I have never wanted to go back and play them. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, it is interesting. I mean, I feel like you're not a guy who tends to look in the rear view when it comes to games. Really? In the, in you cer- think that? Well, in cer- sorry, uh, let me back up. In in respects of certain things, of like, I don't know, they're like, it does blow my mind that you don't have any impetus to play Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah, like I, there's stuff like it's like weird yeah, blind. Yeah. It's weird stuff like that. I shouldn't say yeah. you're right. You definitely look backwards and in, in, in like you know you're playing Metal Gear Three and all. That I live stuff in the past. You live and as do I. Um, <laughs> but it, it is just interesting. I don't know why because those games truly do still hold up magnificently. Like sure they don't look amazing the first like Arkham Asylum looks a little goofy especially certain character models, mm. but uh, it's still a fantastic game. And then I think last but not least here, Goosh, I did purchase over the holiday break. I've been kind of dipping in and out of it. Terminator Resistance. Yeah, yeah. Same dev as Robocop. Yeah. Uh, it's fun. And I think it's a very, you know, what's the word? True adaptation of that original source material. And, like, the future feels like that that T2 bleak, like, blue future where everything's just destroyed. They really nailed that. But, like... I do think there is something to RoboCop where I'm playing as RoboCop. And in Terminator, I'm not playing as a Terminator. I'm playing as just like a resistance guy. Yeah. And like, I don't know. It's fun. And I think a lot of the enemy design is very cool and interesting, but it's not hooking me the same way RoboCop did for sure. Uh, but, you know, first person gameplay, you play as like a, a resistance fighter 
the lore they talk about is interesting. Like you're kind of, they're fighting back the annihilation line, which is like the terminators coming through. And I like that aspect, but yeah, definitely not hitting me as hard as RoboCop did. And I think that comes from maybe my affinity of the source material, but I do like Terminator a lot. I just think it comes down to, I'm not playing as a Terminator. Yeah. I, I, it seems like via the movies or in games, they've always seemed to try to explore the world of the Terminator and it never seems to hit. Well, it's funny. I just feel like it's been something like this one. I mean, this has great reviews. This game, I, I will say that. Like everyone okay. seems to like it on the review side. And I, okay, it seems like it is very well done, and it feels like a double A AA game in the same ways that RoboCop did for sure in the way of scope. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think there seems to be a lot of love for this in the way of like what people think about it. But it's just I don't know why it's not hitting me the same way as like a RoboCop did, and which they're they're apparently doing a new game plus for that, and I think I might have to go back I, uh, yeah i did get all the plat the plat for that which was a lot of fun well maybe they'll add a, another trophy give you yeah, a little a little little comeback Oof. little uh yeah yeah anyways huge i think that's it yeah, yeah. So, so let's get if you've been watching this whole time you watched our little preamble we appreciate it yeah um we do like to go a little long sometimes where well we i feel like especially with that, this we haven't the, done it in forever right so, that yeah. is the, that is the point of the monthly podcast to go a little long uh at the beginning catch up you know now I'm gonna make know. sure you can get to know us a little bit about what we're playing, of doing, course, yeah. you know that kind of thing. And again, you know, if you have anything to say, comments, questions, concerns, things that are good for a group, let us know in the YouTube comments. Make sure you give us a review on Apple Podcasts uh, and Spotify. And yeah, we're gonna have Amazon a lot of, Music. Do they do? do I don't they know. Do I don't know. reviews. Good question. Yeah. If they do, do it. If you're watching. Um, but yeah, we're now going to get into DNN Game of the Year. We're following a very similar format as the last year. I think I removed one of our questions because it was a little bit redundant. And yeah, I, I think added that one. one. I think. Um, or maybe I didn't. No, I didn't. Um, I just removed one because it was redundant. Um, and it was one about like. What was your favorite game of like? I think it was like what you, what are you looking forward to in the next year and then out of the next year? But I'm like, it was yeah, it was like redundant that. for yeah for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get into it. We're starting off hot with what is our game or games of the year? I guess I'll go first. Please do I'm first <laughs> in the doc. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my games of the year in no particular order, of course. Um, Baldur's Gate 3. Um, I mean, like, what What more has to be fucking said about yeah. this game? Um, I guess I'll jump ahead and say a majority of our write-ins, which thank you for writing in for people who do. We, we appreciate that. We do. Um, a majority of our write-ins were about Baldur's Gate 3. Right. There were, like, two that weren't. Um, so it, it's clear um, from the Game Warren's angle, from our angle, from the majority angle, that Baldur's Gate, like, is the game of the year. Um, rightfully so. Tria was talking about it earlier, but that game has just done things that one, a CRPG has never been able to do, which is capture the zeitgeist and this um, big, wide uh, scope population of people. Um, Baldur's Gate, like, you can just do so much in it, in terms of combat, in terms of gameplay, in terms of exploration, in terms of dialogue, like the 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 possibilities just seem endless. Um, and it's funny where a game like I feel like Starfield's kind of selling point was that, but like I, like I almost think Baldur's Gate selling point wasn't that, 
and that ended up being the case um, with Baldur's Gate 3 of, like, you can really just do anything in, in terms of gameplay, narrative, exploration, how you want to tackle things, killing people, talking to people, not doing things, doing things. Like, there just really doesn't seem to be an end of the possibilities you can do. I still haven't beaten it. I'm on Act 3. It, it's taken me so long. I'm over 100 hours in. And I kind of like that it is taking me this long, and I'm playing at it. I'm playing it in such a calculated, slow kind of way. Um, we're going to review it um, once I'm done, I guess. And I guess maybe if Trio is going to finish, we'll, I will wait for him. Which is looking point. likely, yeah. yeah uh, it's been yeah. mostly like the game I've been playing. So Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm excited to kind of go in depth on that when we do get to it. Um, I no, mean, absolutely, and, and, I, and it's kind of hard to add like so much of the conversation because like everyone's talking about Baldur's Gate Three. I know it, it, it is true. It's not perfect. I do have a lot of issues with it. Um, actually, I think my issues are not nitpick nitpicks per se, but actually like really big flaws. Like I feel like some of the quest design. And I'll just give you a non-spoiler example in Act Two. Maybe, maybe this is information for you. Um, it, you there is a quest once you get to Last Light. Um, this town there um, that you can get a quest. Hey, like, you know, people got taken, captured, and you have to go to Moonrise Towers to free them. Yeah. Okay, great. Makes sense. Well, the Moonrise is the last objective of the level. It's kind of like the main point. Yeah, yeah. So you would think, yeah, I'm going go to go to Moonrise at the end, and I'm not going to just go there randomly for this side quest until I'm really ready, until I've done everything yeah. in the area. Well, that quest is time. So yeah. if you do that, you're fucked. Yeah. Um, you have to go to Moonrise, the last objective, early in the game to free those prisoners or they will not be there once you get right. there for the end. And I'm like, where is the text dialogue thing in the quest that says uh, journal this. that tells me that? Yeah. Why is this game directing me to rush to the end of it as if there is no urgency, but there actually is urgency? Like, I'm just like... This is bad design. I'm like, you got to tell me and really tell me clear that it's like, hey, there's a time. I don't know if they're going to be able to make it that much longer. Like, maybe you should think about heading there now, even though you might not be ready. Like, the game doesn't tell you things like that. And there are a few more instances uh, of things like that. Uh, Some in Act 3 that I I won't spoil for you, but... It's annoying. Those things really got under my skin. But, like, there's... I really don't have many other issues for it um and you're playing on pc right yeah yeah i'm playing on ps5 yeah. and it is available everywhere yep and there's some console differences i mean we're not going to get in the minutiation now but i mean it, it, it's pretty obvious why Baldur's gate 3 is one of the game best yeah games of this year. and i mean or, listen uh, 2023 i thoroughly enjoy it but it is very much a specific type of rpg in the way of like i don't think a lot of things allow for that to be that way and like they really did build this out in such a spectacular way in the way of doing early pre-launch and i think this really exemplifies of how you can put out early games and build it out and like have the community truly kind of help you iron these things out and have that early access that makes sense but i feel like i can't think of another game that's done this that well truly like and and, there really aren't many and, and manage their finances so well and it's like you know we always talk about like there's this problem with bloat in video games and their budgets and like I, I just I'm I'm always curious as to how much that is just stupid and dumb decision making on things that people just don't need and how much of it is truly the cost of like what it is to make a triple A video game these like these in these times. But 
Valerian. Valerian. Larian. Larian. Valerian Steel. That's right. <laughs> Fantastic studio. I, I I really think they did an amazing job. I do think you know the combat will hold that back for a certain sect of people, but at the same time, I think this game did open up a whole new style of gameplay to a more general audience. And I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is. Uh, great stuff, really. Yeah, next up, uh, as to no surprise to anybody, Alan Wake 2. That game really caught me by surprise. Um, you know, I played the remaster over the summer to kind of get ready for this, and I didn't expect Alan Wake 2 to grab me uh, like it did. It's such a different approach to storytelling, um, not with the, not just within its own narrative, but within it. You know, it's the this company's um, catalog of games. You know, Max Payne, uh, Quantum Break, Control. Um, it, it just seems like Remedy and Sam Lake have been trying to tell a very specific story for a very long period of time. And they're finally coming to a head with Alan Wake too. Um, you know, I would recommend you play at least Alan Wake, the remaster, maybe get some uh, time with control. Um, I think that is important to the narrative and to not rob yourself of that, those moments um, that, you know, only a fan would understand because I think being a fan of remedy and Alan Wake will only be a boon to your experience it's not a very heavy gameplay focused game so if you're looking for that i think maybe like turn around walk out the door a little bit this game is really narrative based um i love the the uh blur between uh filmic elements and video game elements so you know something kojima talks a lot about and to see sam lake sort of do that sort of uh, not out of nowhere he's kind of been doing it for years to be honest you see that a lot of control um, but to 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 merge the two Quantum worlds, oh. yeah, and then have but you know do it and learn a lot from Quantum Break specifically, and it's like okay, how do we do real life with you know video game and like really finding like a good healthy balance that kind of benefits the story and the way the story is being told, and um, I'm excited to see what the DLC for Alan Wake Two is going to be and uh, what Control Two will end up being. Uh, this is not a game to miss from 2023. I love it. Uh, next up, Final Fantasy 16. I feel like a title that kind of got snubbed this year overall uh, compared to the reward, uh, awards. Uh, we did a review on that, so if you want to check uh, um, out about like more longer, drawn-out, more detailed thoughts, definitely check out our, our review on that. Um, Final Fantasy 16 is definitely one of the best Final Fantasy entries in the mainline titles, um, without a doubt. Um, we're getting a Japanese game written in English first and translated back. That's really rare. Um, that's something we hit on in the review, and I think we've talked about recently on something. Or actually, we I were talking it was about on it with Mike Attack on Titan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like before we started uh, last week, we were talking about that and the fact that it seems like Square really wanted to capture and hone in on the Western audiences and really get people into right. JRPGs. Um. Even though, you know, this game really isn't an RPG. It's more of an action game. More, like, even Kingdom Hearts kind of is less RPG, more action-oriented. And and that's fine. I think it got a little miscategorized uh, in terms of what awards it was up to. But, you know, take it Can I say something on that? Yeah. I feel like RPG has just become this... Amalgam. Yeah, just, like, catch-all. This is an RPG because it has... Uh, an upgrading system with points or something, you know what I mean? So yeah. I do think that 
term has become kind of yeah use not useless but not not very useful in a lot of ways. Sure. Mm. Yeah, and th- th- there is more coming with Final Fantasy 16. Mm-hmm. Uh there's a DLC that's out now and there's more DLC on the way. Unfortunately, I'm trying to clear other things off the plate before I go back into things from the past. Um too many video games. So I haven't gone back to 16 <sighs> since I finished it. What? I missed MK earlier. I meant to add that to the list. I totally had forgotten. I'm sorry. It was uh, well, yeah. Keep yeah, going. I'm sorry. I didn't no, mean to say anything. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, Final Fantasy 16 was just an awesome game. It was it like the way it's written and its world. It's just really rich. I don't think you're getting a lot of games with these worlds built out and so fleshed out in one entry because it's not like we're going to get a sequel to Final Fantasy 16 necessarily. I right. Mean, we're getting DLC, but I don't think it's a shoe in that we're going to get a sequel. It's very rare that mainline Final Fantasy games have gotten sequels and they usually don't turn out very well. Um, so yeah, Final Fantasy 16, if, if you're a veteran of the series, if you're a newbie to the series or maybe you've only played like one or two, I think it is a Final Fantasy for everyone. Everyone can kind of jump on and and have a good time with that game. I'm looking forward to playing like the the new Final Fantasy difficulty they added and and going back like I said and and, and doing the like prologue DLC. Um yeah. Next up I have Amnesia the Bunker. Definitely a, another uh a game that kind of fell off the radar of an indie title by Frictional. Uh this is like the fourth Amnesia game, a horror game set in oh, did you guess it, a bunker um during World War 1. Um, and I feel this game really kind of captured Amnesia, um, the gr- good elements of it, and kind of really doubled down on, like, the location that, like, sort of Resident Evil does, where you're you're going through uh, an area, and you, that area sort of just becomes, like, your house. Like, you know where everything is, and you've been back and forth and back and forth, and you really become accustomed uh, to this area you're exploring, um, you know, Rebirth really doesn't do anything like that, or none of the other amnesias really do anything like that. It's usually a linear experience. But I think it was a really interesting approach for them to take the bunker idea and be like, let's put a horror story in a bunker. And like, what is that? World mean? War One horror? Yeah, that's so yeah. Cool. It's 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 a different. It it seems obvious as soon as you say it. World War One horror, but I feel like it's not really a niche horror genre that many developers or you know writers of any sort are really tapping. I mean, we into. get Nazi zombies all the time, but we right. don't get Nazi. Like whatever, yeah. I mean, we are <laughs> getting the horrors of war of World War One, but we're also getting there's a monster element to this, and I think they kind of blend both of those really well. I completely agree. They did add some uh, new difficulty and new stuff. They have been updating a lot. Yeah, I, I return and and kind the of AI monster and everything, like the way that that whole what system was it called works? again? Oh, it was the. It doesn't have a name. It does. They call it a name. Uh, I'd have to look it up. It, it's I can't remember what those monsters are called, but they're all from that same. Like, they all are born from that same, like, dimension. The darkness. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, yeah and it, and it, like, speaking of that, it does play off Rebirth a, a teeny, teeny bit. Uh, I, I like the world that Frictional has made with the Amnesia series. Well, um, and uh, it is on my list. I will say, like, the thing that I think really makes this game so special is that they did double down on the stuff. Like, the survival horror of it. Because the Re- Rebirth, it's funny replaying that. I, I think I replayed it last year, like, early. Or maybe it was around October, actually. It is much more narrative focused and like you can't die and like the fear thing isn't really there as much. There's elements they introduced like with the matches and everything that was cool, 
but I would love to see them do a, another long storm for sto- long form story like an amnesia to the dark descent, but with these ideas implemented in like where the monsters spawning different places where there's these super heavy survival elements. Cause like if you go through amnesia again, all the monsters scares, everything's in the same place, obviously. But like, imagine being able to replay the dark descent and everything's different. Right. Except for the story, of course, but yeah. like monster and, placements, how it reacts to you. This, and, that, and, the other. and that's one of the features of uh, the bunker. And I think they with I think it's called shell shock difficulty. Yeah. And they have a custom difficulty like they've kind of like made those elements clearer. Yeah. Uh, it's like, hey, like, you know, there's replayability here of like, OK, let's go back. What is I'm trying to remember. Uh, it's been a minute since I played. You, I know you have like the power with the like the generator. What is your lantern in the game again? Is it a flashlight? Yeah, it's the it's the the crank the crank yeah. flashlight which yeah. existed those existed yeah. I didn't realize and, and the way funny. they they put a spin on the lantern mechanic of like okay like you have a lantern it produces light but like powering it up like it's ma- loud as fuck yeah, yeah it may it may not be a boon to actually use it at all um even though that you know that that's what it's there for so like kind of like putting this different element on the you know the lantern mechanic was cool to see and putting guns in the game too it's like you know. You're not you're not really killing the creature, but using a, a you know like a, a conventional weapon to actually deal with this thing for a short amount of time. You have a bit of defense, right? W- was interesting, and I and I I can't wait to see what Frictionals does. We're big fans of them here at DNN. I mean, me and Trio always have been. It's dude, they're, um, they're great over there. Truly, um, one of the first pieces of content we ever did was with Amnesia. Yeah. Um. So that's throwback. Really, it's yeah, wild. That's really cool. Um. To see them tackle amnesia and their games in a different sort of way. And I feel like it just opens them up to do this in so many different, like they could do another little one like this in some other set era. I'd love to see them do like a true science fiction one, like maybe a future setting. Yeah. With it, them. it seems like, um, outlast or, uh, Red Barrel, yeah, is kind of doing that with Outlast Trials. Yeah, like, I'm not really it's sure. Like a like, multiplayer. Yeah, game. It, like it I'm seems... not really sure. Like what, I'm like, what are we doing here? Yeah, like I'm like I'm like I don't think I don't think Outlast was good because it was like a multiplayer game. It's no, not it's good, that at all. I think they were trying to capitalize on that like multiplayer aspect and Twitch streaming and you know right. there's a lot of horror games that do well in that respect. So right, it sucks though because I like the first one. The second one, Outlast, is a bit like over the top to a degree, but. The first one, they're still great. And last, but of course, certainly not least, Cyberpunk 2020... 2027, huge? Yeah, 2077 Phantom Liberty. Um, We just reviewed that as well, so if you're looking for the more in-depth discussion, please go over there, check that review out. Um, Yeah, Phantom Liberty, Like, and I really mean just Phantom Liberty, I think really kind of recontextualized the cyberpunk world in Night City for me in a way that I, I think the original didn't. Yeah. Um, coming back to the game and the world and these characters, and I felt like I was really kind of getting this epilogue that I didn't know I needed. Um, and, and and this this heavy narrative uh, that you know this James Bond s espionage story story with um the the politics and the government uh, of of the world of cyberpunk and g- getting a really a different taste of of a meal i've already had getting like you know like the one thing i i didn't eat you had some uh, hot like, dogs now you want a burger right well, yeah yeah well. it's a good way to put it you know i got something different from the from the meal here this time around um and uh like one of the, yeah like the the ending is really a highlight for me and i i really like what what cyberpunk or uh what cd project red did with fan and liberty i i i just feel like it was like something special something different that i think 
was missing in the original or maybe not even missing but just obviously wasn't there and I, and I think going back to Night City I guess not for a final time but I guess in my my original journey would be the final time um kind of seeing the other ending uh the game has to offer and like what that is and like end capping with that ending was like really satisfying for me um but again I'm not talking about like Cyberpunk the as a whole. Overview, yeah. Definitely Phantom Liberty yeah. specifically. Because um, I know there's been a lot of, you know, the, its inclusion in the Game Awards was interesting and, you know, people getting into it. But, you know, uh, Cyber I, Phantom Liberty isn't a game, but it, it you know, I am I, I, I am talking about the experience the story of, of, of Phantom, Phantom yeah, Liberty, yeah, yeah. not itself, yeah. the improvements to Cyberpunk. Right. Just what Phantom Liberty has to offer. So flame me in the comments if you want. Let's get into it down there. Um, but that's my games of the year trio. I love it. Uh, yeah, the more I have, th- I have some honorable mentions here. Cyberpunk. Family yeah, yeah. I, I chose not to take the honorable mention approach in approach because I feel like I, th- some of these could fit into there. Yeah, but I'm just like I'm gonna like stick to my guns and like just have a a, a, a set. Yeah, group. they were more. These are the ones that I was like, like on principle, I can't have them as my game of the year if that makes any sense because they're not like necessarily new experiences to build. But like you know, Cyberpunk. It truly is fantastic. The more I think about that ending, I do feel like it feels like a retcon in the way of like, they were like, oh, people didn't like this that much, so let's give them a more happy ending, which I appreciate them kind of looking into uh, and and actually kind of capitalizing on that and giving V a way to kind of live on. Uh, But yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed Phantom Liberty for a lot of the reasons I can't, I don't want to repeat because you've kind of said them and said them very eloquently. Also on there was Amnesia the Bunker, which we also talked about. For the very same reasons, it's a fantastic horror experience if you love the genre, and I can't recommend it enough. It's a li- it's a nice little bite size too. Uh, other than that, Hogleg, of course, Hogwarts Legacy, uh, I think is a fantastic um, Harry Potter game from a studio that didn't really have any right to do it in the way of like they were like making Just Cause games before, and to have to kind of step into this whole new. It's not a new genre in the way of it's a, it's an open world game, of course, but like it's a complete change to their system and how I feel like it works. I mean, sure, they could bring in like the flying and stuff from Just Cause and I'm sure there's things in that way. But, you know, building out the spell casting system, bringing Hogwarts to life in a believable way, making the world feel lived in and real. And I love how unapologetically happy and kind everyone is, even when you're being an asshole. Sir, I'm actually going to rob you if I could. Thank you, sir. It's it's a really great game. And I, I do feel like it did kind of get snubbed out for stupid reasons in this way. It just completely... For sure. The fact that yeah. it's not anywhere on these gaming websites for things. Like, am I saying it's game of the year? Am I saying it necessarily even needed to be in a game of the year category? No. But it just feels weirdly empty that it's just nowhere to be found right. on I mean, a lot of these I mean, we know the political stance exactly. the, so, the games media takes with... JK Rowling and it uh, it is kind of quite ridiculous. You can think of whatever you want of her, but you know, that has nothing to do with the It developers. very much affected how they felt about this game. And right. and and, and, it, and it came that's through. sad. Yeah, and, and sad. it does suck. You don't have to like it, but the fact that it's so know, obviously not because of necessarily the game, it's because of the person who created the the world it's even in, not even necessarily the game. So, I don't know. I think that's silly, but I, I did thoroughly enjoy that game. Uh, and I, I think it's an amazing stepping stone for what could be next. And I want to see them dive deeper into those RPG elements. How, like we were talking on the review, like maybe make me invest in a skill tree of like, I have to be a, a necromancer or I have to be a, this type of sorcerer or things like that. Or, you know, 
dive more deeply into that, and I think they set them up themselves up very well to do that. Uh, we uh, reviewed Hogwarts Legacy probably about a year ago with a friend of the show, Casey Wellman, so please go check please, that yeah. out if you want to I think to almost dive. all of these we have reviews for on our channel. So. Yeah. Yeah, actually, you're yeah, right. I think almost every, every <laughs> single one of them. I don't think there actually is any, any on here that we haven't reviewed. We're talking yeah. about right now that we didn't review. So, but you know, still, I'll reiterate. Right. Uh, then next up, we got Jedi Survivor, which I also thoroughly enjoyed, despite you know the f- the issues a lot of people face that I really didn't run into nearly as much as everyone else. So, but I don't want to discard that. It apparently had a lot of issues for a lot of people technically at launch. Uh, but overall, I thought continuing Cal's story was very interesting and enlightening and a cool peek into the Star Wars universe. Sure, it doesn't, it's not this crazy big micro or macrochasm of like something that matters in the universe. It's just about Cal's journey and his, you know, journey from being this kind of shut out, very focused Jedi to, you know, someone who wants to see things through to a different degree. And I, I don't know. I, I thought it was a very well done game. I loved all the different stances. I loved the cross guard, the the split saber, the dual side. I think that was just an eloquent advancement from what they had in the first game. And I think you can only build upon that late, later. I, I do think they could probably slim it down and dub it down and maybe take out a couple of those stances and maybe focus in on them more. But uh, I think that game just expanded on the first one uh in every way that i wanted it to so i'm excited to see what they do next i'm sure they're doing a third one but i think the like studio had left after the director left that did these first two so vin and not, and not vince zampella i don't think so i don't Maybe. know if he's right uh, i i know i'm nah, pretty confident the game vince director Ampella. that was on this left after okay. and he directed the first two okay so i'm curious to see where they go next uh, uh one thing I, I think i kind of didn't say on on our our review for um jedi survivor uh i may have um it's ending i think is really good um i think it really hits on the survivor aspect of it and um i watched return of the jedi recently and i didn't really realize how hard and and similar it goes into the end of return of the jedi with like the pyre and like the burning of the body at the end and sort of the themes being the exact opposite of like you return the jedi like hey we, we you know good as conquered over evil and we're celebrating uh jedi survivor is very much the opposite uh, of that of like you know like you know we now we, we've lost people but you know we, we we may have won a battle but the war is far from over yeah um, and i i love the whole storyline with his uh Bo, i forget is, is it it's not Bo. what is his buddy's Bode. name it is bode right uh i thought that whole idea was awesome i did not see him being the yeah. jedi mm-hmm. like i thought it was interesting how they started out with these old republic threats and then kind of threw them away. I think you could probably take that either way. Some people could probably be like, well, that's annoying. We just got these villains and now they're just gone for the next half of the game. But I liked how it ended up coming back to the Jedi Order and this Jedi trying to survive in his own way and Bode and Cal trying to survive in his way. And yeah, it just ended up being a great I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's a great Star Wars story and it's a fun ass game. Uh, and of course, after that, we got Starfield. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed Starfield. I, I, you know, I know what the conversation is and I totally understand people's gripes with it. And I, I understand why it's been a divisive game, but 
it was what I was expecting out of the game. Uh, I had a lot of fun exploring a new sci-fi universe. I found the ship, you know, uh, creation to be a lot of fun and something I could dive into a lot. Of course, there's quality of life issues. Of course, there's some problems that I have with it. But, you know, it was a Bethesda game through and through, for better or for worse. And I had a lot of fun with it. And I'm definitely going to go back to it again and again, especially with the mechanic of how New Game Plus works and and how that kind of opens up, even in my second playthrough, how I saw that. So for sure up there for me. And then I think to finish it off, I kind of added this here because I think it, I want to give five. And I don't think this kind of shot to my list, but it was Alan Wake 2 for a lot of the similar reasons you said. I think it's a fantastic horror game on top of being a, a real kind of just cinematic and interesting story. And, you know, you don't get that that often. That was like kind of the Uncharted's of the day uh, back in the day where it was this more linear experience, more cinematic. And it's cool to see a return to that. And I, I get your gripes on the combat, but I think the combat is what it needs to be and no more. And I'm fine with that. It's not, you're right, it's not the super involved thing, but I think it works for well for what you have to do. When we reviewed Starfield, um, I think I did, I wasn't set on the new game plus of it, mm-hmm. uh, like sort of like being like, now that I, I have actually beaten the game, like just kind of continuing forward with that new game, mm-hmm. I think I will be doing that. Yeah. Um, I watched a nine hour analysis of Starfield and I was kind of convinced that seeing the new game plus of Starfield is really important to the experience, so I will not be going back. I will be start when I play again. Yeah. I will start fresh. Yeah. Oh, so you won't be playing your same character again. You'll just start a totally new. No, I will play the same character, but I will not go back to the world of my original playthrough. I will go into New Game Plus. And right. Be the Starborn, dude. It's cool. I, I really like that aspect, and I was glad that I was able to play through it twice. I didn't finish the the main campaign a second time, but I got pretty deep into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I think that whole mechanic and idea is very interesting, but, you know, I, I, I again, I, I can't help but stress, I, I get the gripes by people for sure. Uh, and then as far as honorable mentions, you know, I said Phantom Liberty, but my t- other two were just like, you know, Dead Space was up there. I don't feel right putting that as a game of the year just because it's a remake, but, you know, I guess I could say fuck it and say fuck all you. It is, because I do think it's <laughs> truly the game I had the most fun with this year and i played four times in a row and wasn't tired of it like I, don't get me wrong by the fourth playthrough i was like all right i don't need to play this again for a while but like on the fourth playthrough i was like all right let's do it i wasn't sitting there dreading getting through it to get that uh platinum uh it's just a fantastic ambiance to a game the ishimura is so fucking immersive i think in a lot of ways it's not immersive in the way of like interactivity but like it feels super lived in, definitely more than like a, the Callisto Protocol does, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's definitely up there for me. And then RoboCop, I mean, we'll talk about it later. Just a big surprise for me in general. I had no idea that game was coming, yeah. and I think it nails that world in the ways that it truly needs to be nailed. And it it brings you in, especially if you're someone that is a fan of the series. I, I really don't know how much you're going to get out of it if you don't love that series, being RoboCop, but. It's a fantastically well-made game that's a lot of fun, and it's just a good shooter. I would definitely recommend it. And I think that's it for me, though, Gooch, on, on my games of the year, though. So like we were saying earlier, majority of people who wrote in um, for the podcast did mention Baldur's Gate 3. Hard to ignore. Um, but one of our different ones, uh, Chris Connor, friend of the show, writes in and says, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom uh, was his game of the year. It has been a while since we had a, a direct 
Zelda sequel with the same versions of Link and Zelda, and the devs have managed to add a lot to an already massive area. Felt nice to continue the story of this iteration of the princess and the hero. Thanks for writing in, Chris. We appreciate it. All of it. So our next one, uh, what was our biggest letdown of the year and why? I'll start us off. Octopath Traveler 2 was my biggest letdown. Um, I've talked about this before on numerous times at the beginning. This is a game we didn't review <laughs> on the podcast. Um, but this is a game I've talked about at like various points throughout the year. I think in our monthly is like when I was playing it. I think it just kind of came to me. At a very wrong time. Uh, I played Octopath 1 on Xbox when it came to that um, in 2021 or 2. Um, so I was kind of fresh off of that. And that playthrough took me a long, long, long time. Um, Octopath is from the people who did what again? Final Fantasy. Okay. Yeah, Square Enix. Okay. Um, and kind of going back to that game and realizing... Man, I I don't miss this at all. Um, I feel like the sequel, like compared to when the Xbox version of the game came out, I just wasn't looking for it. I didn't want it just yet, but it came out, and I was like, "Oh, great, Octopath Two! Hype! It's happening! Excited to play it!" And then I think I realized while I was playing it, I just really wasn't in the mood for it again. Uh, and it took me like almost the entire year to get through it. Um, and that really just kind of killed my like of it. Uh, I don't really think it's a bad game, um, but in terms of what it improves for a sequel, it's just kind of more of the same. Um, they didn't really improve the quality of life. I had a lot of issues with the fact that, hey, they have an achievement where you have to go get all the treasure chests and the hidden items, but they have no in-game way of tracking what you have gotten and what you have not, and that persists in the sequel. Why are we? Why don't we have a bestiary or a, a treasure chest glossary or something I can look at to know, you know... Anything. <laughs> right, anything. Um, but what's great is they don't have achievements for getting all the weaknesses for all the monsters or getting all the chests, so I didn't have to worry about that. The achievement list was a lot... The trophy list was a lot left less... Uh, it was much more toned down, but the scale of the game still remains the same. Uh, sure. And I think... They made a lot of improvements, but I, I, I don't think it was enough. So if Square were to make Octopath Traveler 3, I really just need to see the commitment of much more care done to the quality of life in this game. I ended up reaching out while I was going through Octopath 1 because I was running into a lot of issues, sort of completing it. And, like, you know, I got to a point where I was missing one thing. I didn't know what. So I had to go back through, like, the whole fucking game and f figure out what I was missing. Um, I ended up talking to, uh, this guy on steam. His name is Mark V six, six, six. And he basically made an entire spreadsheet for this game to track things. And I'm just like, that's pretty great. Can you like big shout out to him? Um, because he like, you know, he's a big help. I was just going through the first game and I, I would kind of talk to him about the second game. I was going through it and being like, ah, dude, I hate that. I don't like this game and it's really yeah. letting me down. It has nothing to do with the story or the characters or, or the gameplay. I think it just has the, everything to do with the timing. Right. Uh, and I, we've talked about this a few times. Dishonored two that happened to me where I just was, I felt like I was playing it the wrong way and I, and I was kind of just not approaching it the way I needed to to enjoy it um i'm not really sure if that's happened to you 
ever. No, and I think the problem, not problem, or the issue you may face sometimes is you do usually tackle it from the achievements front forward, uh, right? Yeah. Usually, oh, would you say, at or, some point in time. Sure. Would you yeah. say, like, when you go into a... Like a new game. I'm trying to think. Like, what's like, no. do you usually like, you don't try and lay out anything before you're getting in? Like, new like, games, brand new games? No. You just play. If, it, and then, if okay. it's an old game that I'm getting around to, like uh, Dragon's Dogma, yeah. yeah. I, okay. I'll look to see, like, okay, like, what do I, do I have to be aware of anything? Or Makes can sense. I, okay. Can I just right. play it? With new games, I, I don't really you worry. You just jump in for the first playthrough, then you worry. Okay. Right. right. So, but with Octopath 2, since I had so much trauma from Octopath 1, I was kind of like, oh my god, is this achievement list gonna fucking kill me yeah. or not? And it didn't, but it still took me a while, a hundred like sixty hours plus to right. get through this game, this huge RPG, and I just didn't need it. I just didn't need it, and I and I don't think I should have picked it up. I don't need it. I don't need it. Yeah, and and that and that's my biggest letdown. It's a bit of, a bit of a weird one. Um, I don't think Octopath Two was up for any awards. This year, it's definitely a great RPG. It seems like a lot of people didn't play the first one and jump to the second one and love it. And I'm like, great. But, like, you guys don't really know, like, that, like, Octopath 2 is just more of Octopath 1. Sort of how, like, Miles Morales or or even, like, the Spider-Man DLC for Spider-Man 1 is just more of the same. It doesn't really do anything, um, like, exceedingly better. Um, but, yeah, that was my biggest letdown of 2023. Mm. Trio. So, let's get to it. Let's get to it. So when you wrote this, did you mean, like, were you just thinking game in your head? Yeah, I was yeah, yeah, just yeah. thinking game. And, no, and you kind sense. of approached this from a different angle. And I, I didn't, like, I say, I said this earlier in the podcast, I kind of didn't let the audience do that. Except, well, no. Nah, I was going to say, you kind of did with I this kinda one. Did. Yeah. I kind of did. I kind of looked at yours. And, like, with some other awards, I was like, all right, let's keep it kind of stringent Yeah, this here. is just getting, yeah. <clears throat> but I did, uh, for the write-in, which we'll, we'll get to after you're done, um... <clears throat> I took that uh, yeah. approach with this, but yeah, you 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 didn't pick a game, but you took. I picked like a, a reveal, moment, a really, reveal, like a moment. A moment. Yeah, yeah, so I'm fairly confident we got our first reveal of the gameplay for Kill the Justice League at the beginning of last year. Maybe it was before that, but if not, doesn't matter. So the, we got the majority of our information in 2020. That's what I thought. So, yeah. Gooch, you know me, big. Big Rocksteady guy. I've been waiting for the reveal of their game for nigh on eight years. Whatever. Or seven, however long it had been since Arkham Knight. And we had heard so many rumors. There was a Superman game. Maybe a Suicide Squad game. No, the Suicide Squad game was being worked on by WB. That wasn't Rocksteady. Oh, wait. It actually was Rocksteady. Rocksteady's doing... Finally. We get it. They're doing a Suicide Squad game. And I'm like, okay. That not sounds, probably what you want to hear. But, no, well, okay. not even necessarily. I was like, that actually sounds just concept alone. Suicide Squad, kill the Justice League. I'm like, that sounds kind of cool. All right, I'm digging it. It's what's going on though. I still remember for the beginning, like we were like, oh, so this is a co-op game. Does it need to be online? Yes, all the time. Is it live service? Well, yeah, but not really. There's battle passes, but like this, it, it's, it's live, live service. service. They're trying to dance around that as much as they can. It just feels like as more and more came out and finally they revealed the gameplay. And it's just King Shark, Captain Boomerang, Harley Quinn, and Deadshot, Sunset Overdriving around a city with guns, shooting purple pain points on big Brainiac robots. And I remember genuinely being crushed. I was like, this does not look like even sort of the kind of thing that I was expecting from this studio. 
Like when they announce that they're going to do this, I'm like, okay, well, I guess maybe they're going to give each character their real due. They're going to, you know, play differently. And it's going to be interesting to try and go through this campaign as, as different characters. And I like the approach that they're, that they're doing, at least with the story in the way of all of them seem to be present at one time. Whereas like Arkham, what was the last one before Night. this? No, uh, the Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights. Uh, they like, you know, when you're playing that, there's only one person there and no one addresses them by name. They're like, can you help me? And you'll be Batgirl or Nightwing or Robin. They won't usually say a name most of the time when they're in like a story mission. This, they at least all seem to be present. So like they are key during these story moments. But like, they just look like I'm playing as the same person. Like, sure, King Shark's jumping around and he has a minigun. And, you know, Captain Boomerang's throwing his boomerang and then like, you know, I guess speeding towards it. He has like speed force powers somehow. And then King Shark's just jumping around everywhere. Deadshot has a back, a jetpack, and then Harley Quinn is web swinging for back, for lack of a better term, just around Met- Metropolis on nothing. She just has a bat wing that she always gets to grapple to. I've just never felt more of a disconnect from like the property that they are doing to like the gameplay that they are trying to do, the they're trying the genre they're trying to use. And it just it does feel like something so much of a different generation before Marvel's Avengers came out, which they got to watch the whole release of. Right. And they watched they, that. They got to watch that shit show. And they yeah. got to watch that and then look at their thing and they were like, no, we're good. This, this is fine. We're good. And I think that might be because they're focusing so much on the story. And listen, all the story bits and like the designs of the characters for the most part, I dig. I, I think look pretty good. And, you know, Wonder Woman looks dope. I like the kind of like glassy effect on uh, John Stewart's uh, like Green Lantern constructs and things like that. There's like nuggets there where I'm like, this looks so cool. But then you get to the gameplay and I'm like, these feel like two completely opposite things going on or just separate. They don't feel like they cohesively go together. And oh, as you can hear from my voice, it was definitely my largest disappointment of last year. We've waited like eight years for this. Eight years. And I don't listen. If you're excited for this, I'm very happy for you. And I, I, I genuinely, <laughs> I, I don't really think that there is anyone. Th- there seems to be this. some people under like comments being like, "Oh, this still looks good." And like, I'm sure it'll probably be like a seven. I'm sure, and it will. And you know, Gotham Knights sold very well mm-hmm. despite that, and you know, it was on the top of the charts for a while. So, hey, it might do all right commercially, and I think it'll walk away with maybe like a seven. But man, to go from something as intricate and detailed and thought out gameplay wise as the Batman series, like you feel like the Batman to go from that to me playing as King Shark with a minigun shooting random purple dots all over enemies everywhere. It just could not feel like more of a downgrade. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to everyone in the discord. I've been an extremely ne- negative Nancy on this one. But it is something. I feel like this is one of those studios where I guess I did feel that connection to, and mm-hmm. I remember playing Arkham Asylum, and that I'm <clears> sure <throat> thinking back and even replaying it now, that was a big catalyst into my interest for comic books and Batman in general. Besides the movies, and of course, like you know, he's obviously a popular character. But I remember being able to read all these bio, bios about all these different characters, and it would tell you when they first appeared, and there was this great freaking design on the characters sitting there. So good. And then to go to that mess of a fucking screen that you're that you're wandering around Metropolis in. It's so sad. And that is my largest disappointment of last year, Gooch, to end my diatribe. All right, in. 
We had a variety, a wide variety of write-ins from Starfield to Forspoken to Resident Evil 4 Remake even. But Mm. Surf the Void wrote in and said, the Insomniac leak, they've come so far um, being the makers of my favorite series ever, Spyro, um, to being the premier, uh, to now being the premier schlock Marvel conveyor belt. Massive disappointment. And I have to agree, it is kind of a shame that Insomniac for like the next 20 years. So like the 30s. Is doing Marvel. Yeah, and I mean they have some spots. They have like Ratchet sprinkled in there and stuff like that and a new IP. But yeah, they are a majority dominated by it. Yeah, I mean like we haven't really talked about the Insomniac leak and I mean I don't really want to get too in depth with it per se, but it, 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 I, it sucks. It, it, it's a, it's a shame that happened to Insomniac. Uh, it's in sh- interesting. They got held for ransom and they didn't pay it. And they're, they paid the price and, you know, information got, re- uh, information personal and private, um, got revealed and it's kind of, you know, really put a poo poo on their parade here. Yeah. Um, I feel, I do feel bad for that, but that's a genie. Unfortunately that just, but, but it, it's like, I almost don't even really care about the game stuff of it. Um, like I, I like, okay, like we, I, I did watch the leaks, like the Wolverine stuff, but I think the worst part about it is the fact that we now know that Insomniac is a Marvel machine. Yeah. Like it, it, it is kind of sad because I feel like they're, they're capable of so much more. It's great. They did Spider-Man, but like the fact that like, they're becoming a Marvel machine. It, like it just sucks because, like, uh, like, like we've been complaining about. Like, you want to see variety, right? Yeah, we, you like, want to see new stuff. That we are getting sick of Marvel here, even on on DNN. I, sure, I, I think we are kind of like hitting a bit of a of an exhaustion point where, like, we need something. Like, may you know, Marvel just doesn't seem to be doing it, and at least they're going away for a little bit while, and and DC as well. Well, and I. I will say to that, it's the unfortunate thing, but, like, we are, like, I think in the way of these video games, like, Spider-Man, profit-wise, was the best thing Insomniac has ever done. Like, financially, yeah, they were not super successful before this. They had a lot of critical acclaim. Spyro, of course. Ratchet. Ratchet. From the sales figures that got leaked, Ratchet did terribly, unfortunately. Yeah. Like, it really did not do well. And, like, it's just the sad reality of the world we're living in right now. Sorry, I hit the the table uh that existing properties especially ones that are doing well and you know even for how quote-unquote unwell marvel is doing right now it's still you know a powerhouse of a name and when you have a a developer that seems to know what they're doing and, and are making great things set within that universe it's it's hard to to see a universe where sony doesn't do this and doesn't turn them into that because like Again, sadly, their other games financially just haven't hit the mark, which is sad because, dude, Ratchet and Clank is fucking fantastic. Rift Apart, right? Mm. So good. It's amazing. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that game, uh, but I, I completely agree. I, I, I think the premier, being a premier Mar- schlock Marvel conveyor, conveyor belt, we'll say that when they re- release like a truly terrible Marvel game. But like so far, they, they seem to know what they're doing. But I'm sad to see them just get completely wrapped up in it. But we are going to see a few random ones sprinkled in there. The next one is a ra- a new Ratchet is coming out. I think it was leaked like in three years was the idea. 
and then they were going to do a new IP after, of course, the X Men games are be interspersed between this, the Venom game that's supposedly coming to. Yeah, I don't that, know if that I that might be that. canceled though. But again, like, really, well, they might have had that might have already been canceled like within because it, it was pitched. It seemed as like a Mar- Miles Morales type, and, and like Tony, two point three, two point five. Right, it'll be the Miles Morales to that, and kind of lead into Spider Man three. Yeah, and uh, Tony Todd confirmed that he already did recordings for it, uh, like, on accident again. Well, he said they didn't use, like, 90% of my dialogue that I recorded, right, or something. Yeah. And it makes more sense idiot. now. Yeah, I mean, dude, he, I mean, he revealed... This is, like, the was, fourth time he's done it. He's, he's so never, done. I, don't, I just don't think he's used to, like, video game stuff, to be honest. It seems like the cadence. I don't know why, but... I, I You know, it's tough, because I get it. They spent $300 million making Spider-Man. Which is wild. Of course, they're going to want to get like the most playtime out of that place that they created that they can. And, you know, you play as Venom for a mission in that. And it makes so much more sense now why they did that. That was a critique of mine in the, the, our review. I was like, this is cool. But, like, where is this going? Why am I playing as Venom? And I, I like that. I think it was like a cool callback. Maybe that was it. But it would make sense if they're doing that type of game. Overall, though, who, who said this? Surf the Void. Surf the Void. I, I, I can't help but agree. I, I hear you. I really do. Appreciate the ride in. Please, yeah, absolutely. Let's Thanks get for writing in. Let's get to the next one. Mm-hmm. What was your biggest surprise of the year and why? Well, we both already talked about our biggest surprises, but mine was Alan Wake 2. Not really sure I have anything more to add to it necessarily, but yeah, like Alan Wake 2 just ended up being such a fantastic um, experience for a number of different reasons that I've, that I've already went into. Um, but another one I think was the length. You know, it was nice that I wasn't going into an eight, like a 40-hour ordeal plus ordeal. Right. Or even 100, for that matter. Um, I think we're... I think we are starting to see a shift towards shorter games. Um, I think Hellblade... Uh, uh, Hellblade 2 is an example of that, where uh, Ninja Theory, literally in the Xbox Direct, called the game short. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard of of a company ever really addressing their length of their game per se. But marketing in a short is smart because you're almost telling the audience, "Hey, this probably won't take you more than twenty hours." Yeah, and that's really appealing. Nowadays. I agree. No, I, um, I completely and, agree. And I think Alan Wake, you know, that's a boon to Alan Wake. It being this really tight narrative experience that isn't going to take up a ton of your time, right? I, I can't help but echo you on all that. And, yeah, for me it was RoboCop, mostly just uh, from the fact of I didn't even know it was coming out this year. Like, I knew, like, two months before it was coming out. I'm like, what's this RoboCop game? Yeah, and Rogue I started, City. Well, yeah, Rogue, yeah. yeah what's, I'm like, oh, okay, it's probably some crap. I'm like, oh, no, this is a pretty well-done game. Oh, shit. And then it was here and gone. And, yeah, like I said, it, it couldn't be more of a love letter to that franchise and just a very fun shooter in and of itself. Uh, but, yeah, that was my big one for sure. Scooby Snacks, a.k.a. Casey Wallman, friend of the show, writes in and says, If I can count God of War Valhalla, a very impressive continuation of the story and gameplay, found it to be a very fun way of delivering more character and story exposition. I haven't gotten to Valhalla yet. I also have not. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It came out right at the end of the year, was sort of shadow dropped at the Game Awards or like a week later, like, hey, we're doing DLC and it's coming out. Um interesting um sony seems to be approaching all of their first party titles very similarly you know like uh, um 
Last of Us Part Two and God of War Ragnarok got roguelike modes. Yeah, it is in, interesting. In, yeah, like they're you can tell they're definitely approaching like all their first parties with like a similar style. Well, especially uh, it seems it, like it in works. the free content area at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I'm looking forward to go to go back to do this. Um, I, I wasn't planning on returning to Ragnarok, but you know we got some trophies, so Gooch is coming back. Gooch is back. Um, what are our games? A uh, game or games that we're most looking forward to in 2024? And this, they must have had a 2024 release um, date. Um, so that was the that was the caveat there. Yep. Um, so we have a a a, a, a list. Um, some are mine. Some we're both excited for. Some are trios, and then we'll have a right in the end. Sorry, with Final Fantasy VII Rebirth for me, that's coming out. Um, you know, in about a month here at the end of February. Really looking forward to the continuation of the remake of Final Fantasy VII. We never seen a remake quite like this um, ever, where the game is sort of being meta about the fact that it's a remake, and there's sort of an aspect of it that the char- some characters know it's a remake or this has happened before. Hmm. So it's not a remake, but it's almost a recontextualization, reimagining of what it is to be a remake um, through the narrative, and I'm really excited to see. The second of the th- uh, second of three, or the yeah, that sounds right, right? Right. The second of three parts for the Final Fantasy VII remake, right? With something that just got a release date, um, Stalker Two: Heart of Chernobyl is coming out in September. Um, this has been an Xbox Series X exclusive that has sort of been on the docket since it la- uh, since the console launched, and because of uh, the war in Ukraine, it's been pushed back. But it is finally has a solid date, date yeah. that they're going to hit. Um, but yeah, this is on both of ours lists, so yeah. I'm going to throw it over to you. I'm excited, man. It, it looks very Metro-y in right. a lot of ways. Was this So this is Stalker 2, so when did the first one come out? Do you, uh, you Shadows of Pripyat, I think, is the yeah. first one. It's like I, an older game? I think in the 90s. Oh, wow, okay. Maybe so, early 2000s? So no, this is, I would say early 2000s. Okay, yeah. all right, so this is a continuation, but you know, obviously a reimagining yeah, in certain I don't, ways, I, I don't assume. really know. It just, it, yeah, it's like, interesting. If it's, if it's like a sequel, like narrative wise or you know obviously it just takes place in the same universe right but uh yeah it looks very cool a lot of survivor horror elements almost to a degree in it mm-hmm. super immersive uh lots yeah. of like not sim like what's, what's the word lots of interactivity going yeah, on immersive sim immersive sim like stuff. a day of sex yeah uh metro i haven't watched a ton on this i haven't watched the new trailer yet but it's I've not been, much i've been interested from the get-go like right. from that first trailer i like the tone i thoroughly enjoyed metro 2030 what, what was the last one they did exodus that was fucking fantastic and and i this isn't the same developer obviously right. but um very much the same tone and hey man i'm about it a post-apocalyptic nuclear wasteland let's do it let's do it Next up, uh, Greedfall for me. Um, Greedfall 2. Uh, I played that RPG last year, the original. And I'm just looking forward to the sequel. Sort of um, hoping they kind of do what um, Octopath 2 didn't and make a lot of quality of life improvements. Just like, you know, the first game was great. It has issues. It's very janky. I think there's a lot of potential in the sequel to kind of just make the whole game better, like, on all Across the board. Right. Um, I think Greedfall 1 was just okay. Mm. And it had some, like, the potential was there. It's marinating in potential. So I think the the, the sequel could um, definitely do that. That's from Spiders, another Focus Home Entertainment I studio. 
I think it's coming out in the summer or maybe like September. I don't know. Um, why don't you lead us in for the next one? Yeah. So next up, we have one that we are definitely both excited for because we happen to replay the original this year. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake Eater. So it's not Metal... So Delta is now in there instead. What does the Delta have to do with it, anything now? I'm still um, a little confused. So the, the idea of Delta is that Delta is... Uh, well, it is, it's triangle three, yep, sides, three sides instead yeah. of MGS3. It's Metal Gear Solid Delta. I see. Uh, it's supposed to... Rep, uh, Delta means change. Right. Um, uh, or like... Uh, they they give it an explanation, and I'm probably not doing a great You're job. You're bringing it back to me now. I remember yeah, us talking like, about that's it That's the reasoning behind it. I and see. To, instead of calling it a remake, they're just switching like the Delta Snake Eater. I think it's kind of cool. I think it's a good idea for marketing purposes. You don't have to put remake on there, which actually is kind of interesting. That might confuse people a little bit, but I like that you don't have – you can separate that very easily. Like Resident Evil 4 is Resident Evil 4 Remake or Resident Evil 4, right? I got to pull it up. The Delta symbol was chosen because of its meaning fits the concept of the remake project. Um, Delta means change or difference without changing structure. Ah. That's what Konami said. I really don't think they can mess that up unless they try. Yeah, I mean... I we, hope not. Like we, I, we just played through Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater on Re3 um, just a few weeks ago, three episodes. Um, so you can jump into that if you would like to follow us and, and sort of our anticipation and hype... For that, um, I mean, we talk about it more there. I think there's a lot of opportunities to really improve the structure of MGS3. I completely agree. Just make it more modern and a little seem more seamless. Like, imagine going through that whole game with no loads. Right? Yeah. Like, you're just, you know wow. what I mean? The HUD, too, they just kind of really minimize. I mean, obviously, it's already pretty minimized within right. the game. But I think they could do something really cool. Uh, and then next up, we have this one we're both excited for, too. The Wolf Among Us 2. What, what are you excited for, Goosh? Are you pumped? Yeah, I mean, we did. This is another game we did a re three on at the yeah. beginning of the year. Probably this time last year, we were probably uh, planning that. Um, yeah, I mean, playing The Wolf Among Us really just got me amped up to be back in Fable Town and, and, and explore those characters and some fables we haven't seen yet. We do, uh, All we have is the year that it's going to be in 2024. Right. It got delayed while we were doing the re three, which was funny. And we, you know, it doesn't really change the plan of the, the, the podcast series we're doing, but it was just like, Oh, well, uh, I guess it's coming a little later than we thought, but it was nice to kind of replay a telltale game after probably like, uh, you know, like 10 ish years of not, not playing, uh, the Wolf Among Us. No playing that one. I, I completely agree. Even especially in the fact of like, I remembered that story, but not very completely. So I think that was a great choice for, for a re three this year. Yeah, thank especially. you. Of course. <laughs> um, and next up we have Avowed. Yeah, another which, Xbox Direct game. It feels like we've been... It's funny because their last game, Outer Worlds, was in... When do you think it was? It was 2019. It was 2019. Yeah. yeah. So, which, were, it's were funny you asking I felt me? Like, yeah, like okay. if you were... Because I don't know. Because yeah, I, I, I don't know why I thought like 2018 for some nah, reason. it was 2019. Uh, so, you know, it feels like we've known about Avowed for a while. Yeah, but and we've gotten like you know we had that one cinematic right? Was it a cinematic? And then now we finally gotten some gameplay and looked at this like new you know RPG set in the Pillars of Eternity universe. Yeah. Did you, you know that? I've heard them say it a bunch. I, yeah, well, I'm like, uh, how I, did I miss? That? I just didn't know. I, yeah, I don't have any connection with it, so I didn't know. I knew it was like an existing universe of some kind. But right. uh, yeah, they they seem to really be committing into it. I, yeah, I had no idea. It's like a CRPG, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a CRPG. Josh Sawyer worked on all of them. I see. Um, I don't think he's involved with Avowed. Uh, we were talking about this on the Discord again. Join that in the description. We'd love to have you. Um, 
I think if he was, he would have been on this direct. That makes total sense. Yeah, yeah he's a big face. Like I, he's a seller. So it seems like like even if once he was done Pentiment, he would go over and like help. Right. Uh, like not as a lead, but you know, it's somewhat involved. Um, maybe he is. I mean, we just don't know. Yeah. Um, he's definitely not a lead. I guess sure. We can say. No, that makes sense. But it, I think you know it looks really good. It's super high fantasy to me. It looks very bright and vibrant, tropical. Yeah, um, almost. we don't really get a lot of tropical fantasy areas. Interesting. Very often. Yeah, um, seems very similar in scope to the Outer Worlds, which is fine. I like that. There's like these areas that you seem to go I, through. I hope it's just so much better than the Outer Worlds. You know, yeah, well, you know what? Like, like, like when we did that review that game, like we just talked about how okay it was. Like this is just okay. Yeah, like, like, I'd have to remember, go back and like, and listen again. Yeah, I remember that was like the one thing I remember. I was talking about it, I think, literally last night to Ian, Ian Fitzgerald, friend of the show. And we were just like, I'm just like, yeah, I remember the, doing that Outer Worlds review and just being like, this game was okay. It was okay. Like, we just couldn't praise it for anything, but, like, nothing was necessarily bad sure. either. It's, I did replay it somewhat recently, and I, I don't know if I think I did enjoy it more than I did the first time. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think Avowed looks interesting. We had some chat in our... our discord about you know there's just something a little off about it. i think fred and penza were talking about it and i i think i do kind of get what they mean penza followed up today and said it looked a little vre which i i can sort of see what they're saying but i think it's just because they seem to really want to differentiate themselves in the way of animations and how you fight especially from like in elder scrolls and like don't get me wrong this is definitely elder scrolls adjacent and i don't mean that in a bad way it's just you know you can see where the inspiration has come from but uh, I don't know. It seems like the animation and fighting is much more kinetic. The wands are interesting. Did we see any just regular spells? No. So and like, I mean, think was, of the, the wands was just so interesting to me. We it's never different. Really, yeah, dual wielding wands. That yeah, was I mean, a different we've concept. Seen, we've seen staff in in plenty of fantasy games, but like the wand thing is just like it's rare. Besides Harry Potter, like I, like World of Warcraft has wands, but like. Not at the same level as this. Right. So it just seems like very different, interesting take yeah. on casting magic. I completely agree. I'm I'm curious to see if there are just regular spells though, still like they had like in, right. the, in the CG trailer, like because there were some interesting and cool animations from that first trailer. Yeah. Of course, it was all CG, but yeah, we're so supposed to get it this year, right? Yeah. 2024. In, um, the summer. Right. Obviously, these all have to have a 2024 release date. Yeah. So. Yeah. The, the, yeah. Sorry, I don't have them all. Up no, no. Top of my head. And then uh, next up, Gooch, I'll throw this to you. Indiana Jones and the Great Circle, the first full reveal of the yeah. indie game. Again, I feel like everything that was announced at this Xbox Direct, because it was all in 2024, it's like, oh, well, very excited, very new. But, you know, also we have the time frame. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Now that I'm caught up on Machine Games uh, portfolio being Wolfenstein. Uh, I'm excited to see them, um, you know, go back to the origin of some of our other action adventure games, Tomb Raider, Uncharted. You know, we're getting the Indiana Jones game that all of them aped, right? Right, (laughs) right, that all of them come from. Yeah, Um, I think going from the first person perspective is really interesting, and I'm kind of glad they aren't, because, like, the first thing I said was, like, if they were going third-person, the Uncharted Except, vibes yeah, and it, would have just been all over the place. Which, again, is funny, because in Uncharted is an ape, like we just said, of Indiana Jones. So it's yeah, somebody out a circle it, like that. Right, but they're also, like, like clearly machine games, Excel at FPS. We're still killing Nazis, which is funny. Nah, that is, uh, yeah. Probably <laughs> just, like, ancillary. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, not yeah. intentional. But, um, uh, yeah, like, the fact that they committed to doing it 
even though it's Harrison Ford's face, Troy Baker is playing Indiana Jones. Doing which, a great Harrison Ford. Yeah, yeah, it looks really good. I'm excited for that. Like, you would think, like, they would want to capitalize on seeing the character's face because of that, but I'm glad they they had the insight and, and the, the good... What am I trying to say? The uh, The forethought... And the idea to be like, we should do this first person, it'll differentiate ourselves, especially comparing it to Uncharted yeah. or something like that. And they seem to know where they, like, all of the, the cut scenes are in third person. A lot of the, like, action things where you're doing, like, traversal and things switch you to third person, which they actually, don't they do that in Wolfenstein when you're, like, climbing things? Does it, like, back off, back off of you and you're in third person or no? It actually, you know what it is? What? Like, so... In I think it's Atomic Heart actually that does this. When you start climbing things, it pulls the camera out to third person, like when you're traversing things. Yeah, it's definitely then, not Wolfenstein. Yeah, but uh, so that's interesting. I, I think it was a golden idea, like you're saying, going for the first person. It's the obvious differentiator. The combat looks interesting. I love the idea of being able to stealth through all these sections. You know, you can see where the Wolfenstein of it comes through even too, because. There were stealth elements. There was a lot of stealth elements in that. You know, you go to a new area and you kind of got to wean your way through it. You maybe have to hit the radio guy first. I could see how this works so incredibly well. And I'm so, I'm super excited at the prospect of getting like, if this does well, two to three more indie stories that are fully canon. And I like how they're committing to that. This is set between Lost Ark and uh, the final or the last crusade. Uh, Wait, what? I like that between Raiders of the Lost Ark and Last Crusade. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. No. And again, everyone always forgets, and I didn't even know this until we watched is, that. Is a prequel, right? Um. So yeah, I, I'm really excited at that prospect, and it's funny because I didn't watch the trailer, and I heard you guys say Troy Baker. I was like Troy Baker, right? Yeah. And then, but then I heard I'm like, oh, they're trying. He's trying to do. Har- he's doing Harrison right. Ford. Yeah, he's doing an impersonate oppression. Yeah, which and is cool. you know, we did talk about this like a year or whenever this was announced. It was like, do they use Harrison Ford's voice? And the more I thought <laughs> about it over the year, it's like. Yeah, or not voice, face. You have he is the character. Harrison Ford's face See, is I, I, I kind of wanted Indiana to go Jones. from the perspective of I guess what they did what I hope IO does with Bond and just, you know, gets their own. I agree. I think there's much more precedent for that though within the Bond franchise. Sure. You know yeah, what I mean compared to like an indie. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I'm excited too. One more for me, Visions of Mana. Not going to say much about it um, other than I've always been interested in the Mana series, another Square uh, JRPG that I just never got around to. There's there's a lot of Mana games, um, and this one just looks good. It's on Xbox, which is cool. It's, it's, it's nice to see Xbox, again, still kind of dipping into that Japanese, uh, those Japanese sensibilities, like getting their Japanese pocket, uh, <laughs> you know, that they never really have had or they've mm-hmm. tried to have and, and have, have failed. Um, but yeah, I'll, and that that's coming out. Uh, it's in 2024. I forget when, but it is 2024. Give us our last two. All righty, Gooch. I'm excited for these two actually a lot. Helldivers 2 is first up for me. Never played the first one. I like the idea that they're going with, with a lot of the marketing of this. Like it's like very, uh, what's that movie with the bugs? Starship Troopers. Yeah, Starship Troopers in the way of how they're, you know, presenting the world. And it's super like, let's go out and fight the bugs. And it's like a lot of propagandistic videos and stuff like that. It looks like it could be something cool. It's just gone gold, though, and no one's apparently played it at all. And, uh, like, you think that would be something they would do with these multiplayer games? Mm -hmm. So that's a little concerning. They were talking about it, I think, on Sacred last week. I 
am just very interested in in this because I just had no idea it was coming. I, I didn't really know much about it. I never played the first one, but they really kind of locked me in with that first trailer and the idea of, of like, it seems like kind of Monster Hunter-ish, right? To a degree. Have you watched any of the trailers? Yeah, yeah. Like I where have. you have like your team and you're trying to take down. It's this like much like, different from the original. Mm-hmm. The first one's not third person or like, I think it's like a 2D. Yeah. Like, like uh, what's the word? Tactical RTS. Game. Yeah, RTS. Yeah, RTS. Yeah, yeah. Weird stuff. But I, I am excited for that. And then last but not least for me is Star Wars Outlaws. I which a, it has a 24, 2024 date. It do, it I have a late. feeling it's not going to hit it. I have a feeling but too. it technically has it. So It's a game we've heard like a little about. We've seen some gameplay, and I'm very interested. I love the idea yeah, of like I'm a truly... Sold. Yeah, I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm not like all the way there, but yeah. like everything they're saying so far definitely interests me in the way of you have these different worlds. It seems much more open world than even Jedi Survivor is. Like those do kind of have your hub worlds. These seem to be Linearly more... Linearly open world, yeah. I like to call it. Uh, and I think that's a great, I think that's the perfect way to describe it. But yeah, I, I like the idea of playing like the, of, like a smuggler, a Han Solo type character, and you're dealing with the huts. And, you know, it is set in the time period that we know, but like it doesn't seem really connected to the greater story at all. I forget the character you're playing as, but she seems somewhat interesting. And I, I want to know more. I'm like, are there vehicles? There seems to be a wanted system. You, there seems to be an honor system as well. Depending on who you side with, you can choose whether you want to side with the huts or like give them something or betray them. And there's some really interesting ideas there. And you know, if you do that right in the Star Wars universe, that could be something very cool and interesting. I, I hope they, they hit it out of the park. I don't know who's making it. I can't remember. Ubisoft. I know. I'm sorry. Like what? Which what one branch? of their studio is? Yeah, yeah, which one? Yeah. Of, I guess it doesn't matter because they're all just like it's like Ubisoft France and Ubisoft. Canada <laughs> I mean, it, it kind of does, but I hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Joey Farrell writes in friend of the show and says persona three reloaded is, um, category in, uh, is what he's looking forward to doing in the 2020. No, I see where that, that was. Um, it, we're, we're a month out and I'm hesitating starting any other games because they'd get dropped if they aren't done ahead of P three R metaphor. Re Fantasio is supposed to be this year as well. And I'm ready to sacrifice all my free time for that. That has been highly, uh, Persona 3 Reloaded has been talked about a lot in the Discord, so looking forward to hear what you guys have to say, hopefully, there. And we appreciate... Are you in high school this time? Still? Are you always in high school? In, in Persona games? games? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. And, uh, Joey, uh, we do appreciate you being in the chat. Absolutely. Which you can watch us l- most of our podcast recordings live, twitch.tv slash Duckwinder Network. We always sure announce them in our Discord. Yeah, we do. Um, next up... What game? What 2023 game did we want to play but didn't get around to? Jesus Christ! Yeah, right? yeah. I just slapped my hand right on the desk. <laughs> um, for me, Hi-Fi Rush uh, didn't get around to playing that. Want to play that? Won't won't go into that too much. You, we all thought, we think we all know what Hi-Fi yeah. Rush is. Um, Pharaoh, a new era. This is a, probably a weird one. Most people don't know about. Yeah, I, I have no idea. This is a a. Ancient Egyptian building simulator that is a remake of a game from like probably like 2002. Hmm. Uh, I played it on PC as a kid. Yeah, you just kind of like build an ancient Egyptian civilization. It's sort of like, like Sims with Egypt. Yeah, except Not, it's more course, yeah. focused on the um, the like the bigger picture rather than the smaller like, picture. Like a civilization. Like a yeah. Right. Yeah. But, uh, but you're not like there are enemies like like foreign nations will attack you. But like it's not like you're battling other people. Right. Right. Um, that. So it got remade 
and it's on PC, but I'm kind of just like, can we? Like, I'm hoping for like a console release and when I do all my what trophies. No, my, trophies, my, trophies, my achievements, yeah. you yeah. know. Yeah, I don't know if it'll ever come, but that was a game I, I wanted to play, didn't get around to for uh, more like a specific reason. And Lies of P. I definitely want to get to Lies of P at some point. I don't know when I will. Um, I think I might wait until Shadow of the Earth Tree is, is a thing of the past um, because I feel like. I'd rather just move on from Elden Ring as a whole. Right. I, I don't think we'll get more than one DLC for that. Um, That's been holding off for a while, too. People have been waiting, right? For They still don't have a release date. I mean, people wrote in with Shadow of the Erd Tree for the 2024 release, and I'm just like, we don't know that. Yeah, we don't yeah, know. Yeah, like, yeah. like, There's no date. I, right. I guarantee you it will, but you know, we don't know. Um, and yeah, and, I, and again, I just I was like, I want you to know. I want mm-hmm. the date. The date's important, but... Can't assume everything. It makes right. you an ass of you and me. Absolutely. But uh, uh, what 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 did you not get around to uh, last year? I was going to add MK1 here, but obviously I got that and played that. So that's been fun. But Armored Core 6 is at the top there for me. That's mm-hmm. one I've been, like, very, I've been very <laughs> passively interested in as, as after like they announced it. I don't think it's one of those games that I'm ready to dive in at a full price to, to just on the off chance that I'm like, because mm-hmm. it does seem pretty involved. Yeah, I, don't, and, I don't like, I, I would say same for me, but like same time, not really. Like yeah. I've never, I just don't. I have no I idea what I'm really, I like, it right. looks cool. And from the right. gameplay, I feel like I could get into it, but it looks pretty involved. It looks like it could be something I could either love or I'm like, get into it. And I'm just like, Oh, it's a little too much. Maybe I actually, I'm not in the mood. So that's one I definitely want to pick up when it's maybe on sale and, you know, can feel better about possibly, you know, not finishing it. And I, then after that, I would think the same thing. You would say the same thing with your next choice. I, I would assume with uh, the price. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so immortals of Avium, this one like peaked my eye for sure. Last year when it was, I remember announced. when it was, was it when it was revealed uh, at the E3, we were talking about it. You're like, Oh, like I'm, I was going to get that. And I was really, like hoping you would yeah and you didn't. it just kind of like because i think it was right after uh atomic heart and i was still playing that um but yeah it looks interesting it's like a magic shooter uh yeah doom ish but like also wolfenstein but you know it's very it's a first person uh wolfenstein uh you know first person centric of course shooter but you're using magic instead of guns it's a cool concept and the, you know the world looked interesting enough to me so i would definitely love to get around to it it sucks that game really didn't do well i think it came out at a terrible time uh but i got, i don't know maybe that wouldn't have helped it either way i know that studio got kind of fucked over by that they got some pretty hard sacks after it uh so yeah they went under yeah completely i thought yeah. they just fired a lot of people no they went under yeah that's sad yeah so yep that's it for me though gooch there's probably one or two that i missed but i couldn't think beyond that Mikey Boucher wrote in and said, Alan Wake 2, going to give it a shot once I finally finish Baldur's Gate 3, and I hope um, my um, comments about it uh, kind of win you over on that. But, Definitely check it out. Worth every time. Yeah, thank Worth you for writing minute. in, Mikey. Absolutely, Appreciate Mikey. it. Um, what was your favorite game that you played this year that did not come out in 2023? For me, it was The Wolf Among Us. Go watch the re 3. Um, you'll see why, and I talked about it earlier. Absolutely. Uh, for me, it was actually Soma. I was on a hardcore horror kick in October for obvious reasons, right. but it even it, it even bled over more into November. I kept going with it, but yeah, that's another frictional games fantastic masterpiece. Genuinely, in my opinion, yeah. I I like Soma, but I don't think it's hitting. It didn't hit. It didn't a, hit the same way for you. Yeah, like I, I, I think the story. Maybe I need to play it again. It's it and, is very like it's. It's horror in the psychological sense. There, you know, there are the survival horror elements where you're running away from monsters, but uh, 
it definitely leans more into the narrative side of frictional. And I think it explores some, you know, really interesting ideas that have probably been, you know, pretty well tread at this point. But I think at the time when it was made, it, it was still kind of more novel on the idea of what is consciousness and, and this kind of the idea of this bleak future where just a comet hit us. We couldn't do anything. Like this is that's it. It wasn't even like we did something. Yeah, I don't that, even like, really remember the the whole grand story. And like you play I remember, Simon, like, right? Like the character you you play as this guy Simon who goes in for a brain scan, and then you end up waking up uh, in some type of underwater facility, and you come to find out that you're in this robot body, and it's really a, a copy of your consciousness that has been uploaded to it, and it's it's super introspective and interesting, and just really asks a lot of those kind of interesting questions when it comes to like what makes someone a real person and and, and like if i and i don't know it's very heady and interesting and i I thoroughly enjoy that game and i can't recommend it enough if you haven't played it what about the write-in gooch the write-in we had two listeners write in about silent hill too so i feel like i had to include it right uh it was hard to ignore that coincidence especially with the remake uh looming over us for good or for worse right is that a game you're gonna pick up the remake if it, yeah, I mean, I would assume so if it looks interesting enough. I know mm-hmm. what, was the, what was the like kerfuffle with some Silent Hill two remake that was like happened a couple months ago. It was like, you mean the Ascension game? Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, yeah it was like yeah, you yeah. voted on things yeah, or something. That, it's Ascension. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah. So the idea, like Silent Hill two, is such a dark game that I feel like like it's like it's a really good game. The story is really dark, um, and I think it just people are scared that. You know, it's going to lose the. the they're going to take off the edge. Yeah, right. they're going to the, sand the down the edges. Gonna yeah. Get, yeah, yeah, that's the fear there. Oh. Um, so let's finish it up here and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was your favorite? There's a little bonus one we like to do. What was your favorite movie, TV show, and or game, co- book comic from 2023, and why? And I, I and I had to do this for myself. Mo, uh, my comic book and um. And my book was not 2023 because I didn't. It didn't happen right. in 2023. Um, I'm trying to. Did you write that quotes thing in there? Or was that me? What quotes thing? The last of. Oh, okay. I see what I did. I see what I did. I uh, so my movie was Godzilla minus one. We'll definitely talk about that in the DNN. He's not going to talk about it here. Absolutely. That was my favorite movie from last year. Show. I didn't watch a lot of new shows in 2023. Uh, I really didn't. I, I like finished The Sopranos at the beginning of the year, and then I got into Clone Wars and like that, like and like some of the Marvel shows, and like that was kind of was it. it yeah. um, but The Last of Us obviously uh, was was one of my favorites. We had a write in um, that said. Uh, Last of Us on HBO was such a great representation of the game that shook generations. And I, I think you're right. I think it it really kind of like capture the audience like not a lot of shows really do but again it's and it's did you also know who game. wrote in with that one yeah i did i, I left it blank oh, for gotcha. a, a reason gotcha um um the and then my book and comic was um invincible Cop- uh compendium two copenhagen two copenhagen yeah <laughs> compendium two that was my my favorite i didn't I, i'm I, i'm such a slow reader um i really didn't read much this year um, and I didn't read anything that came out this year. Right. Um, but yeah, your turn. Alrighty. So movies wise, uh, the holdovers was up there for me just cause it was one I wasn't expecting and you know, not uh, a style that I'm usually used to. And I definitely want to start watching more of these 
watching more people centric movies and more you know more like non cape yeah not yeah. not even cape shit but like action <laughs> shit even too because like I don't know I think John Wick Chapter Four is different from the holdovers in the way of like sure you know what I mean they're just different like I'm not go, like I'm not going to John Wick for the interplay between the I'm going for a different type of interplay between the characters in John Wick Chapter Four but the holdovers was just a really great movie that you know made me feel all warm and fuzzy and made me laugh a lot so I'd highly recommend it. And then John Wick Chapter 4 right behind that. Just a fantastic film that I really didn't think we needed, especially after Chapter 3. Like, it kind of felt like they were like, all right, what are we doing? What's going on? We're kind of retreading some ground here. And then Chapter 4 came in and really just knocked it out of the park. A lot of amazing set pieces. That fucking stair scene at the end. Can I say more? It's great. I I, I can't recommend that movie enough. And then on the show side, of course, you know, I, I thoroughly enjoyed The Last of Us, but I really do think Loki season two kind of took it for me just in the way of like, you know, we've been down on some things Marvel wise these days on top of <laughs> just being like, we're like, all right, well, Loki season one was so perfect. Why do you need to follow this up? I think we could leave it where it's at. And I think they really kind of wrap that character up in a like meaningful and interesting way. And I, I th- love Tom Hiddleston as Loki. I think, you know. He's a character we didn't necessarily need to keep around for as long as we did, but at the end of the day, I am happy we did, and I think his story was worth telling beyond what we saw in Avengers. So, yeah, I, I can't recommend season two of Loki enough. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. And yes, Last of Us, fantastic. Of course it is. And you didn't have a book? You didn't read this year? <sighs> I started Dune, part, Dune Chapter 2, or Dune I got figured like that it was going to be a Dune book. And I didn't, I just you fell off and I didn't finish. I okay. need to, I really need to get better with it. And, you know, I did just buy a, a week or two ago that last Ronin, the, the TMNT. So I need to, I started it. I need to finish that off. Cool. Uh, which I'm excited. That, that, I love the hardcover and the art style in it. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah, so far. So our write-ins, Mike Mandel, friend of the show, writes in and says, One Piece, it's been going crazy hard lately with the culmination of the Wano arc, and that effectively uh, was put in motion like a decade ago. It has also ended 2023 with huge chapters in the current arc and shows no sign of slowing. Um, Penza, friend of the show, writes in and says, The Iron Claw was his favorite film, saying it was absolutely gut-wrenching. We had some other write-ins. Um, the someone wrote in Killers of the Flower Moon was their favorite book of the year, and Reacher was their favorite show. And our final write-in, um, the last su- uh, season of Succession cemented the show as an all-time high for this individual. They had enough material to do two seasons, but instead they chose to jam it into one season where every moment felt huge. And that is it for DNN's Game of the year that is indeed the way this the has cookie been crumbles. a long podcast so trio let's get the hell out of here i agree let's my stomach is a rumbling i did hear it i did, did you hear li- it there yeah, yeah i was, I, like, yeah, I was like, like oh shit maybe like 10 minutes ago i heard i heard i heard that yeah, yeah I, I need to eat some food yeah. uh anyways thank you all if you've been with us this entire time on twitch.tv slash delicate nerd network where we stream these live for most of our podcasts, you can always check us out there. Uh, but yeah, you can find this podcast anywhere podcasts are found. Just search Delco Nerd Network. We're on all your favorite social medias as well. We're at Delco Nerds basically on everything. we got a Facebook page, a Discord channel. All that good stuff will be linked down below. You can find all this information at our website, DelcoNerdNetwork.com as well. You can even email us your comments, questions, or concerns. DelcoNerds at gmail.com. We'd be happy to get back to you. But yeah, guys, if you could like, comment, subscribe, Share, 
Tell a friend about us. It goes a long way. We really appreciate you guys being here with us on every single episode. It's another year of DNN. And I know we kind of said this last time, but it is wild. We're getting there. For Gooch, I've been Trio. Thanks for watching, guys. Stay nerdy, and we will see you next time. we